Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that has the power to get into the hottest clubs, the hottest dressing rooms, and the hottest chicks. Uh, I don't think so. Here are two guys that strongly disagree how much you should pay a scalper to get into a rock star's funeral. Matt and Doug. <laughs> you know, I actually changed that, um, and I changed it because of something that you did. Do you know what that happens to be? Um, the, the clip from uh, Sonny? No, uh, it was uh, a comment you put on one of my Facebook posts. Oh, about your beard? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. you know, you, you know, making a gay joke at my expense, no big deal. My, my wife thumbs upping that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was great. I love that. <laughs> that. That's a little bit of a kick to the teeth. But, you know, we've been, uh-huh. we've been off for uh, two weeks now at this point. And as I was getting ready, I actually was reminded of this Chris Rock thing. So I heard some song the other day. It's the first of the month. We're ex- except we're not excited about welfare. We're excited about doing a podcast because it's been two weeks, right? And I I've been watching you know your life on on social media, and I, I saw that uh, we're selling swag now, some t shirts and some coffee mugs and some journals, and I like I like the idea of you trying to monetize the podcast. Um, I came up with my own idea. Let me know what you think. Okay. Is that the special treat? Yes. Hey kids, you just finished the latest episode of Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug and are all caught up. But you have to wait a whole week for more Matt and Doug. Aww. Don't be so glum, kids. You can now get more Matt and Doug by playing Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug, the board game. Yay! You can play as Doug. Yay! You can play as Matt. I don't want to play as Matt. He sucks. That's okay, sport. You can play as wife of show Jen, lawn chair, friend of show Joey, or Doug's missus. Doug proved his pants again. Move back to his bases. Matt got Jen a new toy. Collect $50. Yippee! Get Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug the board game where all fine games are sold. Thanks, Matt and Doug. I hate the fact that your production value is better than mine. You know, you're dealing with no equipment and I have like a thousand dollars worth of shit sitting in front of me and you're, yeah. and, and actually when we get in later into the podcast, I am very unhappy with one of the production pieces I did, but I just was too tired and I, I couldn't nail it down. So I, I let it be what it is. Okay. Yeah. That was one take. We wrote out a script, put the microphone out and I said, let's rock and roll. So do you have and to explain that to the kids? You know what nope, that means? <laughs> nope. There's a couple things I did not explain. Oddly enough. Yes. Okay, so now are so, we ready to get into some housekeeping? I think it's time to get into some housekeeping. And now, it's time for podcast housekeeping. And if you haven't, right. um, turn off your Bluetooth. I don't know if you have I did. Okay. You just clipped a couple Hold times. On. No big deal. Okay. But I, I guess you want to go first, so go ahead, go first. Uh. All right. Two weeks ago, when we did um, uh, King Kong, King Kong, yes. yeah, I couldn't think of. Th- it's been such a long time. We kind of brought up the fact that it, w- it had that disaster film feel, and you had said that there is there was a name to those disaster films from the '60s and the '70s, right? And it's an Irwin Irwin Allen production. He was known as the master of disaster. Did the Poseidon movie, Towering Inferno? Did he do the uh, airport films too? He may have. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So. 
I talked about Jessica Lang and how she was really shitty as an actress in that film. And I'm said, I'm sure, I'm sure she's won a couple Oscars. And actually, she has won two Oscars. Any, really? any guesses for what they were for? Is one where she was like a raging alcoholic? That might be because there's one film I've never actually heard of. Okay. Uh, she won one for Tootsie, which I wouldn't have okay. even known for sure that she was in it. I just know Dustin Hoffman is in that. And then she won yeah. one for Blue Sky, which is a movie I've never heard of. That's a newer film. It might and that, be. And I mean, I've never that, heard of it. That's so. kind of the trend of the Oscars these days is let's put a bunch of shit out there that nobody's ever seen and pat our backs, pat ourselves on the back for it. Or you die. Well, actually, that didn't happen this last time. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, you had said that Fred Wilson, played by Charles Grodin in the movie King Kong, was named or the, the, the uh, volleyball in Castaway was named after him. Right. Um, yeah. The, the, the volleyball was a Wilson volleyball. <laughs> Okay. Double turns! Spalding! Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Wilson! Wilson! See, I did the Spalding Wilson. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> clever, clever. Uh, Bagley in King Kong was played by Rene... I'm going to murder this, his last name. And he did play Odo on Deep Space Nine. And okay. He was on an episode of Enterprise and was in Star Trek VI as well. He also played Father Mulcahy in the movie version of MASH. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, completely different movie from the television show. Yes, yes. Just a little bit. Well, the movie was based on a novel. Right. And I love the movie. Great movie. But that, okay, so that brings up Star Trek. Uh, perusing YouTube, you bring up Star Trek all the time. Nerd! Um, and then I, I think I'd mentioned that I actually have Picard's flute hanging on a wall in my nerd cave. Yes. Griffins, here's your chance to win the game. Name something you'd like to receive as a gift. Assorted lotion! An Uzi! A dead squirrel! Money! All right, good yeah, answer! Money. Good money. answer! Money. Good answer! Well, Richard, my family seems to think money's the way to go, so I'm going to go with the flute that Captain Picard played, first in his imagination and then in real life, in the episode The Inner Light from Star Trek The Next Generation. What? No, you idiot. We said money. Show me Picard's flute! (laughs) I was in the survey. (laughs) They actually repeated the same exact gag on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. With Picard's flute? No, with... One of I was the, the people I was, was in the sur- yeah with the survey, the survey. Yeah. okay yeah seeing that I had no Family Guy clips for the movie itself I had to pull a Family clip, Guy clip somewhere okay I, I was yeah fair enough so did you look up what a thwart was I did not a thwart is a strut placed crosswise left to right in a ship or boat to brace it crosswise in rowboats it can also serve as a seat for a rower okay so that's a thwart yes. All right. Um, I'm sorry, Matt. I, I went back and watched this, the part in King Kong where you said that there was nipple. And mm, I sent you a picture of the nipple. I read, but that, no, it's got to be defined. There is the areola out there in the open. No t- wet t-shirt contest, no swimsuit, no nothing. That, that was not a nipple. Uh, Wife of Show disagrees with you. <laughs> okay, well. She also disagrees what a lesbian should look like. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, the animatronic T-Rex from Jurassic Park stood mm-hmm. 20 feet, weighed 17,500 pounds, and was 40 feet long. 
Okay. Still smaller than King Kong. Yes. All right. Uh, I don't know why we brought up Richard from Tommy Boy. Do you remember? Uh, I think it was... No, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't even know. Okay. But we brought, we brought it up. So right. I pulled the clip for it. Oh, that guy in little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in little coat. That guy in little coat. Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. Richard, what's happening? <laughs> okay, I got Apparently, Chris, Chris Farley used to do that to his coats in their dressing room on the set of Saturday Night Live. Um, in between lines with- of cocaine? Yes. Okay. Legend. Cream pies. Yes. <laughs> um, you, in your question two weeks ago, it was about, uh, you know, human growth and development study in high school. And we kind of talked about how many genders there are and uh, should that be taught in the school level? Sure. So I was curious. I mean, it's all over the board. Some people say there's 12, some people say there's 112, some people say there's 63 different genders. The only thing that I know is Baskin-Robbins, 31 flavors. <laughs> okay, I was wondering where you're going to go with that and if I was going to have to okay. cut it. Uh, and then, go ahead. No, I have nothing else. Okay, um, and then at the end of the podcast, at the end of the movie, uh, in King Kong, you were, you were kind of sensitive about something that I did. And then it just stops, but Matt, what else is still beating? I don't know if that was appropriate for this time, Doug. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 the movie... It's a fake monkey, it's a fake monkey, Matt. Yeah, but it, it, one of the things the movie did is it, it made you have sympathy for the Kong character. And, you okay. know, he, he died and it was sad and... <laughs> I thought it was a little bit uh, gallows humor esque. Okay, all right. So that's all I got. I'm oh, done. You got one more thing, and this is going way back. Um, I don't know if you will remember this or not. So it's okay. just one that's been sitting there forever. So I want you to do it so I can actually get rid of it. And okay. of course, you probably actually talked about. It. I just do not remember thermostat. Thermostat. Yeah, you need me to play the clip. I thought we played that clip already. Okay, never mind. Moving with, on with then. Between, between Deanna and Worf? Oh, you you are correct. I didn't play the clip, so you are correct. We we have done that, so you are correct. So we will move yes. on. Okay. What have you been up to? I want you to tell. Yeah, this section is going to be a little bit longer. Okay. And I think, well, yeah, it's well, you got really loud there for a second. Yeah, you you went like, yeah, you did it again. What are you doing? Okay, I'm turning my volume down. Okay. Quit fucking Otherwise, around. You're, you're you're going to blow out my eardrums, Matt. Right, so Indy Five has started shooting. Yes. How do you feel about that? Uh, he's old as fuck, man. He looked he looked old in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, like, really old. Yeah, and it's been, what was, what was last, or last, Crank came across the skull, was that 2008? 
it's been over a decade. Yeah, it's before I had kids. And he looked old in that movie. Yeah, I, I, you know, I obviously I will go see it, but it's, of course, it it still is. I just think it, it's going to be nothing but a disappointment. He's as old as my dad, and my dad is 79 and has a hard time moving around. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, We'll see. I just thought that would be something that you might have a, a thing on. So I'm going to try to do some of this logically, but I'm going to bounce around the board because obviously having been on vacation, I have a ton of shit to talk about. But okay. I want to get some of the non-vacation stuff out of the way first. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers. Talk to us about Aaron Rodgers. Um, He's still being a bitch. <laughs> he's officially <laughs> now a holdout. Uh, yeah. what, what's yeah. going to happen if, if, if you had to, if you had to put money on the line and you said, I'm going to put $20 down, this is what is going to happen. What is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I, I can't say that. I, there's a couple of different scenarios. He really wanted San Francisco 49ers and he didn't get that. Right. And now he's got to be looking at the, the landscape of quarterbacks in the NFL and there aren't very many options available to him. Uh, and I don't think the Packers are going to trade him there. It's because that. That puts them in a situation now where anybody can do that to them. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what you're, what you're getting in the NFL is, is you're getting what's happening in the NBA where superstar players are basically just saying, I, I don't want to play here anymore. Move me somewhere else. And they're getting their way. And three quarterbacks tried that this season or, or this preseason. First, it was Deshaun Watson down in, uh, Houston who wanted out, but then all the sexual allegations with, um, his masseuses kind of put a kibosh on that. Russell Wilson in Seattle kind of wanted to do, kind of, you know, threw some shade and said some shit on a radio show, uh, but then walked that back, and now you've got Aaron Rodgers trying to do the same exact thing. So I guess one of two things is going to happen. He's just going to hold out, and he's just going to say, okay, well, I'm retired. Yeah, Um, it's going to cost him like $40 million. I don't really think that matters to him at this point. He's got big paychecks coming in the future, and he's – he has had big paychecks. I don't think he has to worry about money. I don't think and he has to worry he's... about money either, but still $40 million is, mm-hmm. you know, that's still that's still a chunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, good luck trying to get that. You know, it's, it'll go into arbitration. Maybe the Packers will, will be able to retrieve half of that. Uh, or he's just going to show up at the beginning of regular camp and go, what, what? I, what are you talking about? I, I, meant, I, I meant to be coming here the entire time. I don't know what you're talking about and pulling that shit. So... I would be shocked if he got traded to, you know, name a team. He's got two. Basically, there's there's two options on the board. I think for potential trades, in Miami and Denver. Uh, you got one of the two, Denver and Oakland. Okay. And I think Denver is probably the most likely scenario because he gets to play his uh, Peyton Manning card there, where he gets to win a, a second Super Bowl with with a different team. And, and you've got a you've got a sympathetic general manager in John Elway who's been a quarterback and who also was a bitch about not wanting to play for yeah. a certain team. So yeah, you have that. I I I have been reading the little chunks, but the people that are saying stuff, you know, the people that are writing in their little blogs and on ESPN, and they don't know anything really. No. And I think that you are probably right. At the beginning, I said I do not think he will play for them again. But I, I do think that if the Packers are actually going to, you know, dig in and not trade him, then there's no way he's going to sit out. So he will, he will play this year. And I think this will be the last year because mm-hmm. they have, they can 
exit from a salary cap perspective after this year much easier. And I think there's no way he plays beyond this year unless they win it all, which I don't think is really a possibility now anyway, because that's just going to be hanging over the entire season, I think. Yeah, well, and I think you've got a 60-40 split of fans who who dislike what's going on and then who are supporting him. So, you know, your fan base... Is, is turning against him rapidly. And he's, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's got a pretty big ego. He, he, he cares what people think about him. Right. And you remember so, uh, when the Packers won the Super Bowl with Favre back in Super uh-huh. Bowl 31, they were playing the Patriots. And leading up to the Super Bowl, the big story about the Patriots was about Bill Parcells. Where is he going to go yeah. afterwards? And that kind of hung over that team that entire time. And I think that took away from it. And I think that this is even bigger than that, I think. And I think it would hang over the season and it's going to be anything that happens. There's going to be, you know, second guessing and questions about. So I I think it's not going to end decent no matter what, but why don't you start here? Okay. Now that we've lost most of our audience, (laughs) I would say most of them would actually probably care more about this than Fort Verilane, but that's just me. Okay. Uh, so, you know, a common theme that, that comes up on this podcast is poop talk. Pooping our pants, cl- close to pooping our pants, just poop talk in general. So I figured, you know, I would come up with a theme for that. When you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do, you can talk about poop, poop, poop. Like my barbershop quartet. <laughs> it's great. It's great dog. Okay, so uh, um, it has been hot as balls here the last two weeks. I mean, upper 80s, 90s for the last two weeks. It's just unseasonably warm, and it's still going to continue to be that way through the next week or two. It's been dry as shit. We've had no rain. Uh, everybody's lawn that doesn't have a sprinkler system is burning out right now. Uh, but I was going to this customer's house, and I was turtling a little bit. Okay. Uh, and I was kind of I was kind of in a bathroom dead zone and I was falling behind already and I knew okay if I go into town to find a place to find a throne to do my job I'm gonna have to backtrack and finish and take care of this customer um and it's gonna put me behind even more so I'm like I'll just bite the bullet do it while I'm turtling and um I pull up to this house and I get all my shit on and I start spraying and then all of a sudden I hear this Hey down there. Could you give us a hand with this? And I look up and there's a dude on the roof. And he's like, hey man, I'm working up here and my ladder fell down. Can you, can you put my <laughs> ladder back up to my back up to the house? And I'm like, oh fuck. Uh, I, I'm sweating now because, you know, I, it, things are percolating hard. So I'm like, let me finish this job. Just take me a couple minutes and then I'll come. And uh, put your ladder back up. So I'm spraying around the house, and I come to the back side of this house, and it's a big fucking 30-foot extension ladder. And it's going to be a bitch to hoof that thing up there by myself. So I finish, you know, spraying. I grab a, a pack of wet wipes from my, my center council, just in case. I know I know my customer's not there, um, and they've got a hedge line back behind their house that I can go take a shit in if I really have to. <laughs> Okay. So I hoofed this ladder up, and with all that straining and bending and everything, um, I mean, the turtle's head is almost out. 
all the way. And I look and I get the ladder up. He's like, thanks, man. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but I got to go right over there and I got to shit. Can you just, you know, you're up on the roof. Can you just not look? He's like, yeah, man, no problem. I've been there. So this customer of mine, they live literally right by the freeway. Uh, uh, not the, not the interstate, but a highway that's kind of, that's down below. They're up on this hill and I go into the hedge and I realize that the hedge literally is maybe a foot and a half, two feet wide. So I go on the other side and then I squat down to poop and cars are flying by the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody had the wherewithal to look up, they would have seen me pooping. So, uh, so, is that it for your poop story? That's, that's, that's my poop story. Okay. Yes. And you don't have an exit song for this? No, I don't have an exit song. Okay. I, I was going to save this for later, but I'll, I'll throw it in here a little bit out of order. Okay. Uh, one of the things when we were on vacation is we went to a couple of the different amusement parks in Orlando. And when we were at Universal, four different rides broke down while we were on them. It's funny because where we were today, um, I was listening to some kids talk while we were in line, and they were talking about certain rides that they were at at Universal had broken down. And you, you, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I have a, I wouldn't call it a nervous stomach. I have a fucked up stomach, where which is why I, I do not eat a lot of times if I know I'm not going to have readily available bathrooms. You know. Yes. So at a theme park, when you get in line, whether it be the express pass line or the regular line, you are basically signing a contract that I am not going to shit until this ride is over. <laughs> okay. And as the, as you're going through the line, sometimes you, you start second guessing that contract that you've signed. Uh huh. And, but once you're on the ride itself, you are pot committed, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. we are in this thing and the ride breaks down while we're on it. And we're up kind of at an angle, like a, like a 45 degree angle, kind of like hunched over. And I can just feel it coming. And I, and I'm thinking, I am going to shit in Hogwarts. <laughs> and I am going to wreck the day for a lot of people. <laughs> and fortunately. Cause you're at the, you're in that, you're in that kind of that scrunched up. Like, let's say you had a squatty potty mm-hmm. and your, your legs were up. You know, in the prime position of pooping. Yeah. On most of those rides, that's the position that you're in. Well, this is one of those ones that it doesn't have a bottom. So okay. you, your feet are kind of dangling. Oh, okay. so, so it, it is almost exactly like you are on a bowl. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, your operant learning is like, okay, this is a time to poop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was legitimately scared. <laughs> it's like, this, this is going to be bad. Um, but I'll get back into that part of the vacation in, in just a minute, but that seemed appropriate based on your, your poop talk. But okay, one other thing that's going to come up a couple times throughout this podcast, especially in this section, is money. And mm-hmm. Jen and I, as a family, we do okay. We are not, you know, we, we don't worry that we're going to make rent next month. We, we don't have that kind of an issue. It's not like we don't worry about money at all. We still budget. We still do all that stuff. But we don't worry about, okay, are we going to be able to pay this bill? And part of that is because, you know, we have good jobs. Part of it is because, you know, we are respectful of the whole idea of money most of the time. And a lot of times for me, it's not even the dollar amount of something. It is like the principle of wasting money. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. it's, it's, and 
this will make more sense as I get further into this, but my kids are not afraid of me. Uh, and I don't know if that is a lack of respect or whatever, but for the most part, they are not afraid of me, which may, might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. But well, this I would, is going to be interesting because this is going to tie into the question of the week. At the, it was, this was before we went on vacation. I was upstairs watching TV and I had the door open and I heard Jen's voice say to my youngest son, well, you go up and you talk to your father. Oh. And I heard the, the, the tone and I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. And he comes up, he comes in and he says, when, when you got my phone, did you get Apple care with it? And you have to back up four days before this conversation happened. Mm-hmm. I had went out and bought him a iPhone 12 max. Well, that's a better phone than most people I know. It, my phone will be making its fourth trip up to the Shangri-La this year. <laughs> this phone was shattered. Really? And I was just livid. And I, I get angry and I will have short bursts of anger. And it's not like he did it on purpose, but it is just the respect thing of, the, mm-hmm. you know, this is a thing where, and, this is partially my fault because what I made him pay for of this phone was I made him pay the activation fee. Okay. So he had to pay the $35 of, you know, the $1,200 that the phone cost. It's interesting of all the phones that I've had over the last uh, 22, 23 years, I've never broken one. Never. I've never dropped it where it's shattered. I've never lost it. I've never sat on it or anything. I, I, it's, it's a miracle, but I don't know. But this phone was less than a week old. Okay. And without Apple Care, the cost to fix it would be $700. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is now a $2,000 phone, except for the fact that you also can add Apple Care onto a phone for the first 45 days after you purchase it. Okay. So added Apple Care. And then he said, well, somebody needs to take it to the Apple store to get it fixed. Okay, I'll take time out of my day to do that. He's like, oh, don't worry. It's only going to take 15 minutes to do. Oh, sure. Yes. That was two and a half hours of my day. Yeah. And that doesn't include driving there and driving back. So Mm -hmm. that was before we went on vacation. And (sighs) over the course of the last year, I we both have told stories that don't necessarily paint us in in the greatest light. And I, I think that this next thing will not necessarily paint me in a bad light, but I I'm well known for not being a people person. That is not my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I don't particularly like crowds or people or whatever, but just the culmination of all this stuff on vacation. And one of the big ones is people that feel that they are either better or their time is more important than me. And we went to a, we were at a place called Discovery Cove and they had a dolphin swim. Mm-hmm. And you have to do like this, what do you call it? Uh, introduction. Orientation. Yeah, orientation. There you go. I can't think of why I couldn't think of that. But yeah, we you had to do this orientation and it's at a certain time. This one group, five groups of you know, whatever were in there, but this one group, 20 minutes late to orientation. And they roll in, and one of them is just fucking hammered. Oh, great. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you know, 
it's a dolphin. It's not a shark. But you do you really want to let somebody that is drunk in with a wild animal? But they just did not give a shit that they had held everybody else up. And she was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and then in our group, we had a kid that was probably like 10 years old. And he had to be the center of attention all the time. He would not shut the fuck up. Okay. But that's not the bad one. Um, I had actually sent you a thing about um, Hogwarts. You remember what I'm yes. talking about? And yes. This is specifically about what happened at Hogwarts. You're one, two, three cons of Hogwarts, and you piss me off. This is this is all happened around the pooping story that I told before. Okay. So if you go to Disney or you go to Universal, you go to any of these places, one of the things you can do is you can get your tickets and your fast pass on your phone. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Print it out. It's much better because that way you don't have to worry about your phone dropping off the ride or whatever. Okay. But for every one of those rides like that, you have to go and you have to lock your stuff up in a locker. And you scan the little code on your phone and unless you print it out and it opens up a locker, you throw your stuff in there, you close it, then you ride the ride, you come back out, you rescan the thing, it opens back up and you take all your shit out. So we're going into the locker. It's myself and one of my sons. And this lady is like, you know, even though Universal doesn't think it's a thing, COVID actually still exists. So if you are not wearing a mask, you should be and you should be socially distancing. So only one person in a group can go in. And I'm like, wow, uh, first of all, you could get fired for saying that shit because they did not make you wear a mask anywhere at Universal. Okay. So, so that's that's the first one. Mm-hmm. Then then we're in line, and this one lady would not stop looking at her phone. And the line would get like 50 feet ahead of her, but she could not oh. pull her fucking face out of the phone. And, you know, we're missing, like, because they have one line that's joining another line, so we're missing things because this bitch cannot get her face out of her phone. So then we ride the ride. I almost shit myself on the ride. (laughs) And then we get off the ride and we have to go back to the lockers to retrieve our stuff. I scan my phone. My locker pops open. This lady kicks the locker closed, which means I no longer can get my stuff back. (laughs) Oh, really? Why did she kick the locker closed? Because it was in front of her. And I'm just like, one of my kids was with me. I'm like, what a cunt. And my son is said, yeah, you're right. Wow. But yeah, I was. So how did, how did you get your shit? You have to go get a person and say, uh, hey, I need you to unlock this locker and hope that nobody else has come and scanned and had that locker open for them in the meantime. And so it, it was just a big pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to do Universal in October and I'm not looking forward to it because People suck, man. They yes. just do. Yes, I they fucking do. hate people. I, it's, I love our listeners. None of you people suck, but what do you mean, you people? <laughs> um, I, it's, I just hate people. And going to those places, we went to a public pool today, uh, north of us in Hartford, and half the people are, are overweight, and the other ha- half have fucking tattoos all over their bodies. Well, a lot of times it's a combination of the two. Yes. And, yeah. you know, when you get a tattoo and you're thin... And then you get fat, mm-hmm. especially if it's a tattoo that is of 
something specifically is not a pattern, but it's like a face or a design that has to have certain like linear lines or something. Right. Right. <laughs> Those don't look so good. Yeah. Yeah. But positive yeah, thing along the okay. same thing, uh, All right. swimming one of the days there, we were gone for a week. So you have two days on either side, which are for travel. Those are kind of, you know, a waste. There's four of us. Everybody got to pick a day, what we we're going to do one day. And then there was one basically free day. And for one of my sons picked to go to the beach and mm -hmm. the beach was, was fun. Uh, got to see my first thong in real life on a beach, which was cool. I saw two thongs today at the public pool in and Wisconsin. I, they, I would, I, I couldn't tell if they were high school or if they were older, but I was going under the water with my goggles <laughs> on and looking. I was shocked. I was just like, holy fuck, man, two thongs. Two, no, no, were they actually they thongs like, or were they just bikini bottoms nope, that were kind of pulled up? Nope, nope, nope. They were thongs. I was, and they were nice poopers too. Yeah. And, the, and Jen actually said, yeah, well, she's got the body. She can wear it. Uh-huh. But mm -hmm. you, you mentioned Family Guy before. There are two things that we pull most of our references from. What are they? Family Guy and... <sighs> Not it's Friends, sunny. but... It's Sunny. No. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Seinfeld, there you go. Okay. So I sent you a thing earlier this, or probably a week ago at this point, and said, I just had a real-life Seinfeld thing oh. happen. Yes. So... We were on the plane, and my son is sitting next to me, and I'll, I'll just let the clip explain it. Okay. You with your friend, minding your own business. Yeah. Then what happened? Well, then we saw this woman, and she was wearing a bra with no top. No top? She didn't have a top on? She's flouting society's conventions. She was flouting. It's totally inappropriate. It's lewd, salacious, outrageous. And when we got off the plane, I said something to Jen about it. And she didn't believe me. And my son's like, no, he's telling the truth. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just a bra. Yeah. And she have like a sweater over it. No, or... no. It, she's it... just sitting there with a bra and nothing else. Yes. That's fucked up, man. It, it wasn't breaking, bad. That's break that, that, but that's breaking the social contract. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay. All so right. I got a lot more. Any, so any... do you have anything else? Okay. Um, I have a, a customer that I've been seeing for years, and I always contact the husband via text, uh, just saying, I'm because all I do is I spray their outside, and I just, you know, text them, hey, I'm coming out on such and such a date to, to do your spring pest control, fall pest control, whatever, and he j usually just, you know, sends me a thumbs up, or hey, that's great, or thanks for letting me know, and I, I get the check in the mail, and it's from his missus, and inside of the note... Uh, and there was a note that said that this gentleman, we'll call him Phil, has not been living at the house for the last year and a half. And so I text her because I have her number too. And I say, I'm really sorry. I've been texting him and he's been acknowledging those texts. And uh, and her response to me was, yes, he didn't want people to know that he had failed. He has issues. No worries. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it, that actually reminds me of, uh, there was this girl that I was, well, I'm still friends with her, but I used to work with her and she was divorced and she was young. I mean, she was really young. She was only like 25 or so. And I, I said to her, you know, if you don't mind me asking, why did you get divorced? Did you just get married too young or what? She said, no, my husband was, was unemployed for a year and a half and he never told me. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
And I, I know not everybody commingles finances, but I, I would think at some point you, you'd figure it out that he has no okay. money ever. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, we were at uh, when when you travel with your family, uh, and mm-hmm. your your kids are a lot younger than mine, so you probably still, if you get a hotel, you probably just get a single hotel room, right? Um, we we try and get like a. You know, a suite that okay. has a separate bedroom. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, if it's super expensive, no, then we just, you know, get two queens. Yeah. Well, you know, that fits for you. But mm-hmm. we, we usually get, you know, a, a suite or a condo that has separate bedrooms. And it's actually usually our both of our kids have their own bedroom. And then we have our own bedroom and then a central area and a kitchenette and, and the whole nine. And mm-hmm. the place we stay at this time, that's the setup for it. And in the pictures, it looks really nice and it's got this you know this hardwood flooring and it's really beautiful and of course the hardwood flooring is actually just laminate sure but of course you is. walk in and you step in some of it is like going down about an eighth of an inch when you step on it mm-hmm. so so it's not 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 the best but not terrible you have to keep in mind though that most of these places get the shit beat out of them and it's florida right so the humidity and the mildew and everything it's you're lucky if you get a decent place in Florida in that area. But one night I was out walking, going to the pool, and I'm walking down this path that's somewhat lit, somewhat not lit, and there's this stick that's just in the middle of the walkway, and then mm-hmm. the stick starts moving. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not a snake guy. so yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm not a snake guy myself. I did not take that path the rest of the time. And you see tons of like those little lizards. Those don't sure. bother me at all. But one night when we were coming back, and this is the subway thing. I'll get to that in just a second. But as we're pulling into the place, right ahead of us, between two cars, there is a possum that is just chowing down on something. And Mm -hmm. you you probably know, what is the average weight of a possum? I don't know, about eight or nine pounds. Yeah, this thing had to be like 30 pounds. Really? Big possum. I have a video of it. This thing was fucking huge. Okay. But it was just mowing down. But as I said... There, each each of us got to pick a day, and my one son, as I said, picked the beach. One of them picked Universal. So Universal, you want to take a, a wild guess for total out of pocket expenses for one day at Universal for a family of four? Eighteen hundred dollars. Too large. Okay. That's well, that's not that. That's a lot what? for one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how much? How much was it? Too large. Oh, two thousand. Yes. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you were saying no, 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 no. Too large. Okay. Two thousand oh, dollars. And man. we didn't think it was that much because we got there and we go to we go to like get into the park, and this is a thing where Jen <laughs> fucked up. She had bought fast pass tickets or express pass tickets, but she had not bought real tickets. Oh. So we okay. we had to buy additional tickets after, and this was our after we were already out like fourteen fifteen hundred dollars, uh-huh. and it's like fuck. And what did you pay thirty seven bucks for a diet Pepsi? Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. It was like sixteen dollars, but that okay. had free refills. But they ran out of ice, oh, and really? it, it was a hundred degrees, so that was great. Uh-huh. And they only uh-huh. had like diet Fanta left. Okay, in, in is the, that why it was? It was so it was hot. Is that why the picture of you and your beard it looked like a Yeti's asshole? That's a different park. Uh, okay we'll, we'll get to that in a minute so that's can two. i make my drink now by the way i'm just curious this uh, I, i'm kind of thirsty can i can, do you think we could uh skip to the drink of the show part and come back sit 
sitting in my basement around my microphone. COVID's on the loose. I got nowhere to roam, so I came up with a plan to do a podcast. Talking 80s movies, you know it's such a blast. So I got a question, you know it's got me thinking. I'm gonna ask it now. What's everybody drinking? Drinking. What's everybody drinking? You actually dropped the ice into the beat. I like that. Did I? Yeah. Got my attention. <laughs> when you that played. was old school, man. I think that was the first song I ever did. And I think I said that last time we played that song. Um, I'm going old school with my cocktail tonight. Because I had a bunch of beers with a friend of show Joey last night. And uh, along with my, my missus made some cowboy caviar. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. No. It's uh, tomatoes, onions, avocado, black beans, corn, um, some other shit, some cilantro, and it's it's like you take tortilla chips and dip it into it. And I had a lot of that. So between those four beers and all the black beans, my asshole was exploding this morning. So <laughs> I said no more beer. So I am doing a some Captain Morgan's rum with a diet caffeine-free Coke. It's been a long time since I've had Captain and Coke. So how about yourself? I um, I went out today just specifically to buy something, so I had a different drink for the show. And okay. this is a Monaco 69. Oh! Uh, lemon hey! Splash. Uh-huh. All right. That's good. That's not. Not as good as I remember. It's really not good. Well, fortunately, okay. I have the other five to drink after I finish this one. Okay. All right. So back to what are you up to? <laughs> Sorry, I just, the segment's been going on. I told you it was going to be long. It's been two weeks. Okay, I've got a lot of ice, and I just didn't want my ice to melt. That's all. I'm almost done. Uh, So I talked about animals at the resort. All right, so talked about the different things. Jen wanted to go shopping, so we went shopping, and I had sent you the thing about, I almost bought a lightsaber hilt. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and then you and friend of show TJ kind of said, you're an idiot for not buying it. So actually, yeah. I went back to buy it. Okay. Okay. And then I didn't buy it because I, it it was I wanted a an an Anakin or a Vader hilt. Okay. And they had okay. a Ray hilt. Ugh. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna because it, it's exactly the same except it has like a little leather thing fr- from it's called the reconstituted one from Rise of Skywalker. And I'm like, okay. no, I I did not want that. And so I I ended up not getting it. Okay, but, I've got an I've got an Anakin hilt that I bought off of Etsy years ago, and it's like metal and cast, and it's I mean it's really nice. It's all shiny and everything, and now anything that you get off of Etsy, it's all three D printed, right? And it's it's hard to find like something that looks authentic. And, and the ones that they had, they were metal and they were really decent. And the ones I I have too, I have a Return of the Jedi Luke and mm-hmm. a uh, Star Wars Obi Wan. Both that are okay. just a solid piece of machine metal that mm-hmm. is has a you know anodization or whatever the hell it's called for the color, and they're done really really well. And that's kind of what these were like. But what kind of store was this? Uh, this was a Galaxy's Edge. It was a Disney thing. Oh, okay, all right. But they said if you go to the actual Hollywood Studios for Disney, they have other ones. Okay. So. Jen had shopping, one kid had Universal, one kid had the beach. I had, I wanted to go to Disney because I wanted to go to Hollywood Studios specifically because I wanted to do the Star Wars thing, but we couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get tickets. 
So that's why we right. went to the dolphin thing. But my okay. in after we did Universal, my one son, who's a big Star Wars fan as well, he said, hey, I might be able to get tickets sometime in the middle of the day tomorrow. And I said, okay, well, if you can, we'll talk about it. And I said to Jen, I'm so tired. I do not want to go to another park. <laughs> and the next day at like 1 o'clock or one thirty, he says, I got tickets. If you if we want to go, and Jen says, I'm not going, and the younger son isn't going. So Jen said, yeah, you guys go. Okay. So we went, and I did not want to go, but it was it was cool. It really was cool. How were the rides? Uh, so there are only two Star Wars rides in the Smuggler's Run, right? Yeah. And we did that four times. Okay. Well, we did it for we did it once. The first thing we did, and then we did it at the end because they closed at eight, and mm-hmm. we got there at seven forty, and we mm-hmm. rode it three times in a row. Did you t- take different positions in the Millennium Falcon each time? I, I did pilot three times, and I did engineer once. I never did gunner. And, and is the ride different each time you did it? It is. It, it's it's reactive to how you do. Okay. So, so like the, and there is you get a score and you get a rating and stuff and it, it's cool. It's really cool. And honestly, just the huge Millennium Falcon is amazing yeah. to be in front of. Mm-hmm. And. The actual going into the cockpit was really cool. And if you're a pilot, you get to pull down the hyperspace. It, it, okay. It's done really well. It, it's it's pretty freaking cool. But they have and one other Star the, Wars. What, was, what? What was the other ride? The other Star Wars thing is uh, called Rise of the Resistance. And wow. I thought that was going to be kind of like one of those more kiddie type things. Okay. But we did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Okay. It, it's, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I thought it was going to suck. Are you on a first order star destroyer and you're trying to escape or something? Yes. Okay. But the way they do it is so cool because you don't understand how you get from where you were to where you are. And mm-hmm. you're in this like little buggy and you're moving around and you go and you're in the star destroyer and you end up in a hangar bay and you are underneath these uh, Imperial walkers mm-hmm. and they're not fake. They're full size. Okay. It's it's amazing. It, it I was I didn't want to do it, and I'm so glad I did because it was super cool. Okay, so is that the only thing you did at Disney? Then is the Star Wars Land? No, we also did uh, the Star Tours, which is an old Star Wars thing, which yeah, they updated. Yeah, I remember that. It, okay. it they updated it for the sequel trilogy, and it sucks now. And then we did okay. uh, Tower of Terror. Okay, and that was pretty cool. But, yeah, Tower of Terror is pretty cool. And okay. the last thing I want to talk about is mask differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Universal, you didn't have to wear a mask at all. At okay. Disney, you had to wear a mask anytime you were in line or anytime you were like inside for a ride or for a shop. So it was very, very different. And okay. at the airport, you had to wear masks. And on the airplanes, you had to wear a mask. There are so many people that had masks, but they weren't wearing them. They just had them on. And that kind of pisses me off. It's just like if if the rules are for everybody or they're for nobody. I told my missus, I'm like, I'm done wearing masks. I'm just, I'm just done. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, yeah. if you don't have to, I, I won't either. Mm-hmm. But if, yeah. if you have to, if everybody else has to, I'm not better than every, well, I am better than everybody else, but I still will wear a mask. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, well, you, uh, you've, you've covered our 25 minutes of that segment. I really, it's the last two weeks have not been that exciting. It's been work, 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 work. And, uh, last weekend we were camping all weekend with the Cub Scouts. It was hot as fuck, but 
had cool breeze and good shade and no humidity, and we had a lake that we went to for three hours, and it was a good weekend. It was everybody really had a fun time. Uh, not as great of a turnout as I would have liked, but it's a tough time of year. Kids have soccer tournaments, baseball tournaments, and people are going on vacation. Uh, but it was still a really, really fun time. I have a good time with the kids. Um, they show a lot of respect to me. I do this really fun um, campfire program with songs and jokes, and we retire an American flag, and uh, it's very reverent. And then I, I let the kids, you know, for the last hour or so, just come up and tell jokes to everybody. And it's interesting, these kids who are super shy – they're seeing all their buddies go up there and tell jokes, and all of a sudden they kind of break out of their shell. And I've had parents tell me, it is so great. I've never seen them do anything like this. I'm so happy. And it's like, okay, I, you know, kind of pat myself on the back. Like, yep, yeah, Doug, your mother was right. You are a good person. <laughs> okay. But that's about it, man. It's, it's, you know, just this. My missus, she, she's done with work, um, which is awesome because... I get a breakfast made for me every day, and I have a lunch pack for me every day, and I don't have to cook, and I don't have to clean, and I don't have to do laundry or go grocery shopping. She's she's like, this is my job now. This is what I'm doing. You don't have to do any of that stuff. I'm like, that's great, but we still lost half our money. Half! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, it's, and now it's, and I'm trying to teach the boys, and I'm trying to train myself as well, that you have to make these determinations as to what is wanted and what is needed. I have a work vehicle and I have a personal vehicle, and each one of those vehicles has a very nice pair of Bolle sunglasses. And I would like a pair of Bolle sunglasses that sit on my desk, so when I go outside or take the dog for a walk or something, I can just grab those. Wanted? Yes. Needed? No. I can just go to my truck and grab a pair of sunglasses, and I just have to remember to put those sunglasses back. You know, it's so that's just kind of the life that we're living now. We can no longer spend like drunken sailors. You know, it used to be... Hey, we need this. I'll just get it on Amazon. Who gives a fuck how much it costs? Because we have disposable income. And now we don't have that. So it's going to be a little bit different, but good. So that actually reminds me. Of, I lost sunglasses in the in a okay. fucking reef at uh, Discovery Cove. And I guarantee mm-hmm. that somebody got a nice new pair of sunglasses. <laughs> okay. And that was part All of right. the whole uh, respect for money. It's, and they weren't expensive, but I like them. And I kept on yeah. going back to Lost and Fallen. They're like, yeah, no. And nobody's going to turn them in. You got to realize that. If they were nice sunglasses, if they look decent, yeah, you're never getting them back. Sure. sure. But, okay, so this is something for you, Doug. Okay. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. Okay, you will not get this. And I am extremely happy about the fact that you will not get this. Okay. See, I always try and give you a fighting chance. I don't know why. No, you no, do. just 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 wait. It okay. all will be revealed. Okay? So here okay. here's the clip. All right. All right. Any thoughts? Uh, Cujo. Now it's time for 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, you want me to play the reveal? Yes. You're out of time, Mr. Dandridge. Look over your shoulder. I still don't know. It's from Fright Night. Oh, okay. Did I make you watch that movie? I still haven't watched it. But I just figured this is one. What should Doug get and he won't? And so that's why I picked that one. Okay. I have not watched it, by the way. Okay. I, I thought you might have so. And we've already done the drinking, so are you ready to get into the uh, movie itself? I am ready to get into the movie itself. Yes, I am. Bobby Black is dead. Just another piece of shit overdose. Zuzu is gone and she's got to be found. She's my sister, she's my daughter. Just find the fucking girl. Oh fucking shit, my Christ. Who the fuck is our moon? I don't know it. Got so many clues. But what do they mean? I guess I'll have to hire for fair lane. Hire for fair lane. I gotta find a dick. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane was released on July 11th, 1990. It was directed by Rennie Harlan, best known for Cutthroat Island. It was written by David Arnett, or Arnett, sorry, best known for Last Action Hero, and James Cap, best known for some TV work, and Daniel Waters, best known for Heathers. It stars Andrew Dice Clay, best known as a stand-up comic, Lauren Holly, best known for Dumb and Dumber, Wayne Newton, best known for Doug Thinking He Is Tom Jones. <laughs> Uh, Priscilla Presley from the Naked Gun movies, and Morris Day from Purple oh, she Rain. Was married to, she was married to somebody famous, too, wasn't she? Uh, Elvis? Yeah. Uh, Morris Day from Purple Rain, Maddie Corman from Some Kind of Wonderful, and Gilbert Gottfried from Affleck commercials. Notably, it also has Freddy Krueger himself, Robert Englund, Carrie Wurr from Sliders, Ed O'Neill from Married with Children, and singers Sheila E. and Vince Neal from Motley Crue. It grossed $21.4 million on a $20 million budget. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 28 with critics and 68 with audiences. So now it's time for... Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? Yeah, the only one that I could think of was Morris Day from Purple Rain. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it. That's the only one. Uh, Red, Reddy Harlan, didn't he direct Die Hard 2? Yeah, he actually was doing this. Die Hard 2 and this movie were back to back. Okay, and his directing style is very shortcuts. Here and there. It's there's never any like long takes of anything. It's always bam 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 bam. It's not quite like Michael Bay, but he definitely yeah. has a, a style. And uh-huh. honestly, 
most of his movies that I've seen, and I haven't seen a ton of them, but I have enjoyed, he's a very workman-like director. Mm-hmm. He, he's fine. And actually, my first note was Randy Harlan did this while doing Die Hard 2 as well. But Okay. I the, never saw Cutthroat Island. I haven't seen it either. It's just, it's, but it's like one of those, it's like Ishtar, where it's supposed Huge to be Huge like flop. It's Gina Davis and the guy from... Matthew Modine. The wrestling movie, yes. Matthew Modine. Yeah, also from yeah. Stranger Things. And Full Metal Jacket. Yes, Full Metal Jacket, yeah. Maybe in this podcast sometime in the future. Was that 89 or was that 90? That was 89. Okay. But, it may even been 88. I, I did see that in the theater. So actually, yeah, I, I forgot that. to ask. Did okay. you see this movie okay. in the theater? I'm sure you I did, did not. See this. Oh, you I did? did see this. Yeah, I did see this in the theater because, yeah, man. I mean, this was, what year was it released? 1990. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would have been a junior in high school and he was big. You know, the whole HBO stand-up uh that was big in like 88 89 and everybody had a copy of that oh yeah i remember that tape um yeah and the the very first like comedy album he did with the the nursery rhymes and that was huge and people were mm-hmm. copying that and you you walked on the halls in high school and people were doing yeah. hickory dickory dot you know it was everywhere yes. yes yeah so of course of course you know we went to go see this i don't remember i i, I remember thinking eh, that was okay and then it was probably rented at my house at one at some point as well. Yeah, I actually I, I saw Dice in concert, mm-hmm. and he's one of like two huge comics that I saw. I saw him and I saw Sam Kinison as well. Okay, and I, I've never seen like an Eddie Murphy or a, a Seinfeld or a Chappelle or any of those guys. So those were the, the the two huge comics that I saw, and they weren't in arenas; they were in large theaters. Yeah, I saw David Copperfield in concert. Um, and then I think the only like really famous comic that I saw that was semi-famous was The Amazing Jonathan. It's a big prop comic, comedy comic. Sure. La, 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 la. Yeah. Um, I think he's dead or almost dead. I don't know. Anyway, back to the movie. So the movie starts and a recurring theme in the, in this movie is what, what is Ford doing in the opening scene? He's sitting on the beach wearing a stupid cow jacket. Smoking a heater. Yeah. Did you count by any chance? No, I did not. He had? I, I got about halfway through and I'm like, damn it. I should have counted <laughs> how many heaters he had in this movie. But I, I do apologize. This is a very clip heavy movie, even though there's fewer clips that we have in this one, just because this wasn't a duck film, but still yeah. a lot of clips and some of them are kind of long, but the movie starts and he gives this monologue, which gives us a little bit of background. They call me Ford Failing, rock and roll detective. I have the power to get into the hottest clubs, the hottest dressing rooms, and the hottest chicks. I admit it all sounds pretty nifty in theory. Then why am I here? Why do I wish the music industry and the rest of the globe would just suck my dick, Tracy? I'll tell you why. It all started five nights ago. I didn't know it yet, but I was about to get a case of the Black Plague. Not the disease that killed a billion peasants in the 1300s. Something much scarier. And and we cut to a rock concert. And do you know where this concert is at? Red Rocks in Colorado. Right. That's a little bit of a a scene change. Yes, because even, you know, Bobby Black says, you know. Hello, Hello, L.A. L.A. Yeah. He's played by Vince Neil. Right. And that is probably, I've seen Vince Neil in person probably almost a dozen times. That is the most sober I've ever seen Vince Neil. Okay. All right. 
And he's playing a Motley Crue song. It's actually the only new song off of their greatest hits, Decade of Decadence album. Oh, so that was a Motley Crue song. That wasn't a standalone Vince Neil song. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And he has the other people in the band are other musicians that were in other bands. They were not in Motley Crue. But as he's singing, he collapses on stage. And I love the fact that the drummer <laughs> just keeps going. Yes. Not even aware that the singer has fallen and is dying. Right. And then we cut to Ford walking into a club. You know what the name of the club is? No. Greed. Okay. And you're, you're going to probably ask me a lot of questions that I'm going to say. No. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he he lights up a cigarette and. Well, for, no, no. He's got a heater holster. Yes. <laughs> he's got a, well, a holster for his heater, his heaters, and he's also got a holster for his lighter. Yes. Yeah. And this is at the tail end of smoking being cool. Yeah, uh, this was before smoking bands. I mean, this is 1990, so you still, still could sm- smoke there. Yes, but still, it was that you know, smoking was on the way out. It wasn't cool anymore. And he was told, "Hey, put that out. Nobody smokes anymore." And he he does a total fake out. He doesn't actually. I don't know what is he palm it or something. Something he does something. Yes. But random girl runs up and slaps him, and he gives her a fake number, mm-hmm. and. She's a twin, and she comes up later. But this is one of three things in the movie that I don't like. Um, and you'll be able to tell as we go through this film. I really like okay. this film. But the number that he gives is an obvious voice overdub because the original number that he said in the film was a real number. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he, he walks, as he's walking into the club, a couple guys come up to him, and we find out that even though everybody apparently knows who he is, not everybody respects Ford and what he does. Correct. Hey, it's Ford Bailey. Good money. Mr. Rock and Roll Detective. Guy couldn't find an animal on a coffee cup. And what are your names? Neil and Bob? Is that like what you do, eh? Yeah. You guys driving tonight? Yeah. Yeah? Why don't you take Mulholland? You'll love the curves. Now, move! And he proceeds to walk into the club, and then we are introduced to... Don Cleveland, music producer, who's played by Morris Day. Uh-huh. And then, did you recognize Carrie Wurr? I did not. I don't know who Carrie Wurr is. She she was in Sliders. I don't know if you ever watched Sliders. I did not watch Sliders. But as she's walking up... I ain't never seen a ass like that. Damn, she looks good in it. Is she the one that says, um, you, did you hear that Bobby Black OD'd? Is she the one that says that? Hey, you're that guy, the private eye. You're a poet and didn't know it. Oh! So you heard that Bobby Black OD'd, right? Yeah, so? So, do you suspect foul play and stuff? I'll let you know when somebody pays me to give a shit and stuff. My name is Melody. As in a pretty girl is Laika. Here's my phone number. Whatever you're doing tomorrow... Okay. You got to shave before you leave the house in a dress like that. And I don't mean your legs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of almost out of place for 1990. Mm-hmm. Because yes. that was not a common thing in 1990, not even in but, porn. But who's up on stage playing? Sheila E. Did she blow a guy on stage in this movie? Or was that just that was in real life? I do not know. Oh, what, yeah. Look what it up, man. About. 
Look it up. She Lee on in a concert. She brought some dude up on stage and sucked his dick. Put him in a chair and sucked his dick. You sit on a throne of lies. Why would I lie about that? <laughs> because it's not true. It is true. There's a picture of it. <laughs> it's on the internet. The internet never lies, Matt. <laughs> but somebody tells uh, the bartender that here comes Ford Fairlane, and what ha- should the bartender have ready? He makes some some foo foo shake, ice cream shake, or something. No, it's a zambuka ma- milkshake. Yes, yeah, foo foo shake, yeah. which is definitely a. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels yes. are? What's zambuka? Zambuka. You've never had zambuka? That was actually a question I had. Okay. It is a very sweet, very alcohol heavy liqueur. Okay. It is almost like Rumpelmints or Jägermeister. Okay. And it is strong. All right. But Ford is looking for somebody who's been stalking this girl group, the Pussycats. And he's looking for, he's looking for Sleazebag Sam. Right. And you might know him from where? Uh, the Warriors. Warriors, come out to play. Warriors, come out to play. Although the band is not called Josie and the Pussycats, the band's name is the Pussycats, and the lead singer's name is Josie. Okay. <laughs> but there, it, Ford picks up Sam and kind of drags him down the bar in a very cliche way. And then there is this slow motion shot as he's walking across the club following Sam. And it's a really cool shot with a fan, and it's done really well. And then here's the second part of this movie that really bothers me is as Sam is running away, he is under what? Uh, A disco ball. And Ford has this quick-release gun thing. You probably know what that's called. What is that called, Doug? A quick-release gun thing. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But he holds it out, and and it's level. And he shoots it, and it hits a disco ball, and the disco ball comes down on Sam. Obviously, if he was holding the gun level, he would have just, like, shot somebody in the crowd in the head. Correct. But then... Sam is captured, and the two twins from the very beginning of the scene run over to him, and he says this. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. I fucked them. Oh! Yeah, Clint Eastwood might have something to say about that. And I've drunk more beer and pissed more blood and banged more quiff, busted more... <laughs> all you numbnuts put together. That's Heartbreak Ridge, right? That is Heartbreak Ridge. Is that before or after he rips out the guy's earring? Uh, before. Right before. Yeah, I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. It doesn't hold up well. Really? I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't hold up. It does not make the Marine Corps look very good. That doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't hold up. I mean, It, it still doesn't hold okay. up. Trust me. <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> it's a great movie. Just doesn't hold up well. But the next right. morning, Ford he's is in bed. Yeah, he's yeah. in bed with the two twins. Yes, and what wakes him? Purple haze. But his alarm clock is a reel-to-reel machine. Yeah, <laughs> and the the speakers he has, or is that I, I'm assuming they're speakers. They're, it's not a, uh, a subwoofer. He has a pack of smokes on it, and the vibration of the music causes the the pack of smokes to fall in his hand. And he has a morning heater, which is really a sign of a very serious smoker. <laughs> Yes, not my favorite use of a Jimi Hendrix song in a movie. Care to guess what my favorite use of a Jimi Hendrix song in a movie would be? Uh, is it from Apocalypse Now? Nope, it's from Under Siege. Right after 
they take the 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 battleship and an F eighteen does a flyby and they light them up and they're like woohoo welcome to the revolution and they start playing Voodoo Child it's fucking okay. awesome yeah the thing I like about Under Siege is uh, Tommy Jones' performance is so understated in that film <laughs> well you know that is a documentary about seals. <laughs> Well, I, I liked the 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 second the follow up documentary the dark, that they did. No, 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 not Dark Territory. That was the third one. Oh, the, um, yeah, you're, well, you're right with Navy Charlie Seals. Sheen. Yeah, yeah, no, that was no, no, no. Under Siege was the follow up to Under to uh, Navy, Navy Seals. Seals. Oh, okay, yes. I'm sorry. So it's yeah. Navy Seals, Under Siege, then Under Siege Dark Two, Dark Territory. Correct. Yeah, I, it's just like the Pacific and you know Banner Brothers. I I always get confused like the sequential order that they come in. But he gets a wake-up call from Jazz, who's played by Lauren Hawley, and he refers to her as sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher. Quack, quack, quack. You sound like Charlie Brown's friggin' teacher. Why am I awake? Which actually sounds like... So there are a handful of things, just like in Fletch, that I use kind of regularly and the wonk, 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 you sound like Charlie Brown's friggin' teacher is one of them. Okay, right. But he goes out to his car, and he, uh, what, what year Ford Fairlane is that? Oh, you I know, have no idea. 59, 61, I don't know. Uh, but he has a remote control that basically does the top down, and it slides into the trunk, and he opens up that trunk portion. And who's in there? Oh, it, it's Sam the Sleazebag. But before that, the, the, the we are introduced to the kid. Okay. And I don't know why, but... For for certain, I was positive that the kid was played by Joey Lawrence. <laughs> but it's Whoa. not. Yeah, and now you should have pulled the will clip. But both the kid and Ford light up heaters as the twins leave. Yes, and he scolds the kid for smoking. See those chicks? Girl Scouts <laughs> took two boxes. Hey, get that out of your mouth. Don't you know those things that kill us? Don't you go to school or listen to Smokey the Bear and all that kind of shit, huh? Yeah, and actually the the person that picked them up in a Ferrari was the director, yes. Rennie Harlan, and that was his own car that he did that in. Yeah, I read that in the IMDb notes. Yeah, so did I. But I've seen this movie easily 50 times, but the really? whole... Girl Scouts, I took two boxes. That yeah. never registered with me till like four times ago. <laughs> okay. And it, so there's the kid and the kid wants to talk to Ford and the kid wants to work with him and they have this discussion. When are you going to start letting me work with you? Why are you always fucking with me? Excuse me. You say the F word again, I'll bang you right the fuck out. You understand me? Now get the fuck out of here. I've got something trunk. serious to discuss. Yeah, what is it? Premature ejaculation? Ah! You know, Ford, sometimes you can be a real dick. Dick? Fuck. What kind of kid are you? And I don't know if you noticed this during this movie, but from scene to scene, almost every scene is ended with him throwing a heater out. Okay. And half the time, they are brandly new lit heaters i mean <laughs> it's not like and he's smoking hundreds so yeah these things are you know like four or five inches deep are they cowboy killer hundreds I, I don't know i don't think they are i don't think that they actually show what the brand is okay probably benson and hedges 
They're not capris. <laughs> no, they're not capris. But he tosses the heater and he peels out. And we get a very brief introduction to a secondary character played by Tone Loke. Who did you remember? You remember Tone Loke? Yeah. What was the big song? That Funky he had? Cold Medina. Yes. There you go. And Wild Thing. Okay. But he's rapping outside Ford's office, and he Ford goes into his office, and we're introduced to the actual physical ma- manifestation of jazz, and the pussycats show up. And one thing I caught this time that I'd never caught before is one of the pussycats is actually somebody I've seen in a ton of other things. And who's that? Pamela Adlon. Mm, I have no idea who that is. She's in all of Louis C.K.'s shows. Oh, is she like the comedian? Yes. Kind of dumpy looking? She's in this movie? Yeah, she's one of the girls Holy in shit. The Pussycats. And she okay. actually was in um, Californication, too. Okay. All right. But they're going to cut off Sam the Sleazebag's dick with a garden yes. shears. And he jumps off the second floor and he lands on Tone, Tone Loke's boombox and busts and they, it. They, yeah, they kick the shit out of him. <laughs> and the Pussycats pay him. How do they pay him? With a watch. And we, we find out that in excess paid him. And how did they pay him? With a koala bear. And this goes into a... Not long... with a belt. They didn't pay him with a leather belt. <laughs> leather belt and some lube. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, 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 a closet bar. <laughs> Is that what that's called? The thing for the back of a door? I think so. Okay. Yes. But this goes into a diatribe about how he gets paid and money in general. And it also kind of explains some of the relationship between him and jazz so there's this clip fucking australians i hate that country you know that continent whatever the hell it is don't we do nuclear testing there is that some kind of giant mouse i love the koala sounds millie vanilli paid us off in bicycle shorts and hair extensions very scary rock stars going out of my mind dealing with rock stars i i don't make money i make gifts I mean, how am I supposed to pay taxes with bathtub compact displays and autographed drumsticks? You know what I'm saying? I need cash, moolah, wampum, dead presidents, Michael Jackson, Gerald Ford. You know, I think it's all coming together for me now. You need money. Come on, Jazz. I got my bulls in a bunch. Your karate class costs money. Cavities cost money. Propopalactics cost money. You know what I'm going to do? We're going to take that damn food processor that Neil Diamond gave me. I'm going to make koala burgers, right? With koala chips and koala dip. That, that's what I think. You're breaking my heart, Ford. Look, I think that we've got a case. If we can make it through this cavalcade of bimbos. Hi, Ford. It's Monica. Remember me? I'm walking again. Call me. It's bimbo number one. Hey, cut the play-by-play, right? Hi, is this Chevy Nova? Is this the car I want to speak to? Johnny Crunch here, K-D-R-T. You know, K-Dirt, you schmuck. You know, I'm the guy who had sex with your prom date the very night before the prom. And then I became the hottest DJ in the West. Well, I got a case for you. Now, I don't want you to come here and say, well, what is it, a leather case or a vinyl case? No, it's a case to solve. Come down to the station uh, about six. Make it six. Johnny Teitelbaum calling himself Johnny Crunch. Knocked me out, eh? You know, we grew up together in Brooklyn. Came out here to become rock stars. It's lying about the prom date thing, of course. I hope he is. I took his sister. So that's a huge information dump. But mm-hmm. Johnny Crunch, 
he's supposed to be Howard Stern, right? He is a prototype he, Howard Stern. He was, he, well, they wanted Howard Stern for this movie. He actually auditioned and didn't get the role. Right. And if you have seen uh, Private Parts, mm-hmm. you, you probably know why. Because as entertaining as Howard Stern might be, he has a hard time actually acting as Howard Stern. Okay. And so then the phone rings. And here's something you will not know. How many times does a phone ring in this film? I don't know. Five. Okay. And what happens every time the phone rings? Pay dirt with K-Dirt. It paid dirt with K-Dirt. Except it actually only happens for the five. It paid dirt with K-Dirt. 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 So it is a radio contest. And every time somebody answers that way, whether it be him or Jazz, they mock the fact that they he answers it that way. It's like, radio contests? Come on. But apparently he hasn't been able to pay his bills or jazz, and he gives her the watch as payment. And Yeah, for last month, and then kisses her. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's technically sexual harassment, but I think it is. Yeah. So then Ford heads to the, the radio station, and what time was he supposed to be at the radio station? 6 p.m. And it is now pitch blackout Yeah. in the middle of summer in L.A. Right. But he is, he is frisked hard by security. Right. And he, he kicks the security guard in the side of the head. And this is where I noticed that he's smoking hundreds. Did you Have you ever smoked hundreds? Yeah, not a fan. I, why are hundreds the same cost as regular cigarettes? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, is there less tobacco? Is there more, like, I, I mean, are filler? they? I don't know. Are they? I, I wouldn't know that, you know, are they the same price? I mean, is the pack of Capri's? The same price as a pack of Marble Lights? Well, they're, those are different brands, so I don't know about that because, you know, there are some ones that are cheaper. But, you know, a, a, for the most part, like a Marlboro Red or a Marlboro Light or Silver, whatever they're called now, are, are the same. And 100s and regulars are the same. And I would think with 100, you're getting more, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if they're the same price or not. I have no idea. But yeah, Gilbert Gottfried, who is, what's his name? Johnny Crunch? Johnny Crunch, yes. He's doing his crazy radio shtick. Right. And he goes into a song, and then he and Ford are talking, and he gives Ford a picture, and that kind of explains the the central thrust of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real nice. So? She's my daughter. She, she calls herself... Zuzu pedals. It's the sickest thing. You see, years ago, I was in Jersey. I meet this girl. She's a total pig. But I fucked her. Yeah, I heard you started dating. Well, she gets pregnant. She has the kid. The kid grows up, moves out here. And, you know, typical story. She's screwing with all the rock stars, taking drugs. And uh, I lost track of her. Now I want her back. Because she's my daughter. My pride and joy. I don't take cases with foundations and bullshit, Johnny. They're hard to walk around in. Okay, you found me out. Level with me, Johnny. All right, she's my sister. She's my daughter. She's my sister and my daughter. Look at the picture (coughs) and find her and bring her back to me. I've been told that it might be hard to pay your rent with gold records and koala bears. Okay? You know the she's my sister, she's my sister and my daughter. Do you know what that's from? No. Chinatown. 
Okay. There's a bunch of movie things in this that they were they're kind of like lifting lines from other things. And how does he know about the koala bear already? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I know it was something that's probably really, <laughs> really pressing to you, but he is going to give him $4,000 to find her. Mm-hmm. And he goes to leave and they have like a typical greeting or departure thing that they do. You're okay, Johnny. It's to you. Suck in my dick. <laughs> but as Ford is leaving, what does Johnny do? He takes back what, the money and he only gives him like a hundred dollars. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then Ford, as Ford goes, like he's walking across his car and he's like, money, 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 money. That's actually another one that I do all the time. And that stupid little walk he does. Yes. That and the friends thing with the, the getting the apartment that I think we talked about last week is two stupid things that I do. But Ford thinks this is easy money. It's a, it's a slam dunk case. Sure. And he gets in his car and he starts driving away. And this is where he breaks, you know, the third wall. Yeah. And he tells the audience why he picked this career. 2,000 private investigators in Los Angeles. So why did I pick the music industry? Well, it made sense to specialize. I could have been anything. I could have been a fisherman. Fishermen, they get up in the morning. They fish. They sell fish. They smell fish. Reminds me of this girl I used to go with, Yvonne. She smelled like fish. So I don't know what you want to give for prep for your thing here. <laughs> Nothing. No prep. Oh, okay. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. But I hated that. I hated that movie. We had to watch it in film school, in film class. Yeah. 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 There's, it's, a, lot of, there's a lot of movies that you had to watch in film class that you're just like, God, this sucks so well, bad. Well, there are movies that I think that you can watch and you can appreciate the craft behind them and still mm-hmm. not like them. I mean, that's how I feel about all the Lord of the Rings movies, not counting the Hobbit ones, but just the Lord of the Rings movies. Right. They are extremely well done. It, mm-hmm. it took, you know, amazing craftsmanship to actually make those films, but I found them dull and boring. And actually, when we watched the first one, The Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, when it was done, Jen was pissed. She said, three and a half hours, and that's the end? And I said, oh, no, there's two more of them. She's like, you've got to be <laughs> fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I remember walking out of the theater and not realizing and going, what the fuck, man? How's the movie end like that? <laughs> and then the guy I was with, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, there's going to be two more of those. Was that TJ? No, it was not TJ. My friend Chad. Uh, yeah, he threatened to never talk to me again because I, I said that I hated the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's a big Firefly fan, too. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that, that was another one where he said we might have words about that because <laughs> I said something about how, yeah, nobody watched that at all because it sucked. Ah. Yeah, I never watched it. Anyway, so, uh, so so he's driving and he's listening to the radio. He's listening to Johnny on the radio. And basically, Johnny is getting killed on the air. Yeah, and he flips a bitch and he goes back to the station, which causes several accidents. Yeah, but he's, he's like, I'm being electrocuted. Well, if you're being electrocuted, you really wouldn't be able to talk, <laughs> my friend. I'm sorry. 
It's not a documentary. Un- no. Unlike, um, what was the documentary? Navy, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs, thank you. But yeah. the, the lights at the front of the radio station are, are flashing. So he is drawing enough current <laughs> that, that it is causing the neon to not get enough juice to actually be fully lit. Correct. And Ford runs into the the entryway of the radio station, and the secretary doesn't believe that it's real. And oh, that's just a bit that he's doing. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite lines. Please, he's just doing one of his stupid oh, jokes. But it's dead air for the DJ, and mm-hmm. he's dead. And there's actually a pretty cool cut when he goes through the window, and then it cuts to the police being there. Okay. And there's a detective who never gets a name. He's asking Ford how he knew him, and the money that Ford was supposed to get apparently got burned up. And he starts it's all charred. Yeah, he starts crying. <laughs> it's good to cry, Ford. And then we are introduced to Ed O'Neill's character of Lieutenant Amos. Nice tie, Lieutenant Anus, sir. Are you calling me an asshole, asshole? I'm calling you an anus, anus, but if you prefer... You think you're so hot because you get in all the clubs, huh? Just because you have sex with great-looking women. You think you're so hot just because you broke the Ensenada tape piracy ring. You gotta admit, those are all pretty good reasons. Get the fuck out of here, jerk-off. Jerk-off? You're a jerk-off. That's what I think of you. No, that's what I call you because you are a jerk off. Jerk off. Get the fuck out of here. And you can tell that the two of them have a history, and that'll come up in yes. j- just a minute. But Ford gives us, once again, breaking the fourth wall, gives us a little bit of his resume. And this is another thing that I've said many times in real life. Is that it's called breaking the fourth wall? I think I, 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 ref- I, think I refer to it as breaking the third wall, so... Yeah, the, the, the three walls are like the left, right, and behind, so it's the fourth wall. Okay, my bad. That's right. I did every shit job in the biz before I became a superhero. Roadie, publicist, Jimmy Osmond's bodyguard and personal secretary. Hey, I may bitch about my job, but a great clue can really take a nothing day and make it seem worthwhile. And he picks up this clue, and this clue is the name Art Mooney, on a record sleeve. Did you bother to look up who Art Mooney is? No. Yeah, neither did I, so I have no idea. <laughs> okay. But Amos stops Ford as he's leaving, and he accuses Ford that he's hiding something. Well, he goes, why are you leaving? He goes, because you asked me to. <laughs> you told me to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. And he's, oh, Ford, if you're hiding something, it'll bring me so much joy. And they have this conversation about why... Amos hates Ford. Booty time! Booty time! Actually, it's because <laughs> Amos was the lead singer of a group called Disco Express, and their one single was this. Booty time! Booty time! Across the USA! Booty time! Booty time! Hey, hey, hey! Booty time! Booty time! Across the USA! Unbelievable. I didn't think anything could cheer me up tonight, Lieutenant, but that brilliant performance. <laughs> Jerk off. <laughs> Booty time. Boot my bowl. So Ford is back at the beach, and he is, he lights a heater, 
and he's yes. burning a picture of him and Johnny together when they were in a band. They both have like really shitty hairdos. Right, and it's some drumsticks. Why would you burn that picture though? I don't get it. Uh it's it, I don't know. It's probably like a what are you doing? Sorry. You're recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I poured some ice into my cup and some spilled. So carry on. I have to pick up a piece of ice off the floor. <laughs> but Ford is playing a guitar. And so what is special about this guitar? It's the uh, Jimi Hendrix, um, what, something, Stratocaster? Fender Stratocaster. Yes. Strung for a left-hander. Yeah, strung upside down. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the koala bear is in a tire on the beach. <laughs> Oh, see, I did not see that. No. The koala bear just, and after you've seen the film like 30 times, you pick up these little details. The koala bear is in it a lot, just doing like little random things, and it's kind of funny. But okay. the, the kid walks up. Yes. And the kid has a case for him. And so what does the kid want Ford to do? The kid wants Ford to find his father, and his father has a matching Fred Flintstone ring. <laughs> so I guess it would be... Ford is running out to find his dad. Yes. But the kid offer his, offers him money, and Ford says, I don't need it. And the kid says, yes, you do. I don't need it that bad. Mm-hmm. Smash cut to the next morning. And what does Ford have in his hand? I don't know. The money he took from the kid. Oh, he does? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't, catch, I didn't catch that. And he's woken up by a knock at his door, and we are introduced to Colleen Sutton who's played by Priscilla Presley. Correct. And, and she's dressed like Cruella DeVille. Right. And, and he pours this juice. He offers his juice, which is in a uh, a blender thing, and he pours it into a pitcher. But as he picks it up, like the bottom of it is stuck to something else and just mm-hmm. kind of peels off. And he apologizes her to a bunch for a bunch of things, and she says that he doesn't have to worry about apologizing to her because of this. Mr. Fairlane, I'm very rich. The kind of rich that warps minds. Nothing offends me. When I was 11, I walked in on my father and the Shetland pony he gave me for my 10th birthday. Does that excite you? I don't know. I never met your father. (laughs) Why did she ask if it excites him? Well, I don't know. Oh, because he... (laughs) Yes, because he's got a boner. And he's like, oh, sorry, it gets up before me sometimes. Yeah, and he says something about Roseanne Barr naked, which causes the koala bear to have a negative reaction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're trying to make small talk. And this is a clip I thought about pulling, but I chose not to because I thought it was a bridge too far. But you pulled it, so why don't you go ahead and talk about it? I pulled it because, not because I thought it was funny, but because it just shows that this movie doesn't hold up and it's I'm surprised that he has not been canceled. Well, I mean, he more or less was canceled anyway, but it, it, it just shows that how what was acceptable then compared to what's acceptable now. And this yeah. definitely would not fly today. Correct. So tell me, who's your decorator? Uh, some fag charged me up the ass, you know. Fag? Ass? I'm sorry, is that a joke? Yeah, in poor taste. Hey, personally, I got nothing against homosexuals, you know? I even got one of these friends, one of these uh, trans testicles. <laughs> but that's really no different than some of the stuff in The Breakfast Club. 
You know, there, there are things in a lot of these movies where when you put it through a 2020, 2021 lens, it is no longer okay to say some of these things. Sure. But he, I mean, he had a, he had a run on a Showtime show called Dice. Two seasons. Yeah, it was um, okay. It wasn't great. It first, was okay. The, the first season was okay. I think I watched the first two episodes of the second season and I tapped out. Who is his wife in that? <sighs> Some comedian. She's a comedian. That's not the same one that was Jessica Jones, is it? No. Okay. They look no. kind of similar. Yeah, that chick was older. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I watched it because he was in Vegas and... He mm-hmm. he has had a couple things, and he had a, a Vegas residency. He might actually still have a Vegas residency, and you know he's done okay. But you know, when you look at comedians, he is one of a handful of comedians that have ever sold out Madison Square Garden, and he did sure. it multiple times on different tours. So I mean, love him or hate him, he was huge for a hot minute. <laughs> and it was a hot minute too. It wasn't. It, it. I mean, he got hot. Went to the top, and then came crashing down. And I think this movie had something a little bit to do with that. I think this was this movie was kind of on the tail end of that hot minute. Oh, they and, they they buried this film. They gave it no press or anything because right. if it had gone if it had come out a year earlier, it would have been gigantic. Mm-hmm. But things had changed. The cultural landscape had shifted, and he was no longer acceptable. And they didn't put any advertising budget behind it at all. Right. But she gives him five grand to find Zuzu. Right. And she pays him all up front because he says, what? You, but for now, I only get a 20. And she gives it gives him the, the whole amount. And he asks her about Art Mooney. And she says that she has no clue. Right. And then we see Ford in the recording studio. And he's talking to Don Cleveland about Johnny Crunch. And there is a, well, not not the best singer in the world is recording at the time. Troy, what's his last name? Kyle Troy. Kyle Troy. Yeah. It's not it's he's not good. And it, it definitely reminded me of this. Yeah, I I had that cassette tape. I actually uh put that on my phone not that long ago. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, and it was because I was it was I was looking for sound clips for for the podcast and I was pulling something from Raw or from I think it was when we did Top Gun because I was pulling the when he sings about sing, uh sitting on the, the dock of the bay mm-hmm. when his dad is drunk and that song was on the front end or the tail end of that special. I don't know if that was raw or delirious. It was one of the two. Okay. That was my that's Eddie Murphy. Right. Either way, who would, you know, rip on Michael Jackson for high, having that high-pitched voice in his stand-up, and then he basically does the same exact thing. Yeah, but as Ford is talking to Don Cleveland, he's talking shit about Julian Grendel, who is mm-hmm. the CEO of Grendel Records. And then we are introduced to Julian Grendel, who's played by who? Wayne Newton. Not to be confused with Tom Jones. Correct. So- but Julian Grendel actually agrees with Ford's assessment about Kyle Troy, and he gives an explanation about how the music industry actually works. Do you realize we're going to have to ship this wick prick platinum 
Just so the teenage girls will have a compact disc cover to get wet with. Come on, you gotta know better than anybody that the, there's a lot more to the music industry than actual music. Just have to learn to tune it out. I wanna be the one who... <laughs> It's almost as bad as my singing. Yes. yes. And Ford talks to Grendel about Bobby Black, and he says something about how Bobby Black's records are really moving. Right. And that actually happens when Michael Jackson died, yes. when, when Prince died. Their albums just started selling. Like, And, you know, they've obviously been available for a long time. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Are there really that many people that don't have thriller that don't have purple rain or sign of the times or whatever i think it was more so with with not so much with michael jackson but with prince that the download downloads went up exponentially with prince i mean with michael jackson obviously you know i mean shit when did he die 2009 that was a while ago i know that yeah i mean it's streaming was not as big as it is now but now there's this like cheesy musical number well before that happens and you're right it, it, that does go right into this but ford asked grendel julian grendel about art mooney and once again no clue right and then uh it's cleveland um don cleveland says sorry i couldn't help you with your case ford and he turns around and ford is gone and where's ford he's in the recruit recording booth or whatever you want to call it and he's going to record and this is a standard but he, mm-hmm. before he, he starts singing, he actually he berates Kyle Troy and he sings his own song. And the whole way that this thing is set up is not at all how a recording studio works. No, not at all. Like the whole band is in there with the backup singers. Yeah, that's and, and the, yeah, they record all that shit individually. Correct. But honestly, it's not a great song, but it's not a terrible song. No, but it was weird. But you got to think he probably had that as part of his, you know, contract that he got to do like a, a song on the soundtrack because he wanted to branch out into other things. I suppose. Sure. And as he's walking out, there are, I call them toughs. There's two toughs there. And he asks them if they're a band. And he said, sure. What's your name? Pain. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ford goes down to the docks and he said that, he heard that Johnny had been spending time on his boat, and he thought that he might be hiding, so he might have named his boat something other than his personality. What was well, the before? Bo- but the, hold on, before that, he talks about that he could have been a rock star, but he was banned from MTV. Yes. Why was he banned from MTV? Uh probably for some of the things he said, and that is actually true. I I think it was a probably something he said on like one of their specials. Okay. Yeah, because as I was looking up clips for this movie. There was an interview that he did with CNN, and he just, the, the guy from CNN asks him a question, and he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, I come on CNN, and you ask me this goddamn fucking question, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it was it was hilarious, and the, it goes on and on for about a minute and a half until finally he takes his earpiece off and walks out. Have you ever seen the Mike Tyson one? No. Uh, Mike Tyson was on, I think it was a New York City like morning show. Okay. And I think this was when he was having a show about his pigeons. Okay. And they were interviewing him about that. And the, the guy who was interviewing him said, I, I know that some people are going to have a problem with this because of you being a convicted rapist. And then Tyson says, why do you got to be a piece of shit? 
and he goes on and then it gets very uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't like to piss anybody off in general, but in close quarters, I definitely, I definitely, yeah. 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 <laughs> and you, you can say he's washed up. He's not nearly the fighter he once was. He still can kick the shit out of 99.9% of the people on the planet. Could still squash your head like a grape. Yeah, but no, he's looking for Johnny's boat, thinking that it would be inconspicuous. Uh, at, but its name is the mighty penis. <laughs> it's it's so it's not the beautiful penis right. or ear it's, penis. It's the mighty penis. The mighty penis. Yes. And as he gets on the boat, he throws out a fresh heater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just lit, and he's walking down the steps, or on the, I guess it's a ladder or or like a a steep staircase. Mm-hmm. And he's stepping on CDs, and then he steps on a dildo. <laughs> right, and and then I they they kind of pan back and they show all this stuff, and I'm like. Huh. Looks like Matt's basement. <laughs> but the dildo squeaks like a dog yes. toy. <laughs> right. Dildos don't do that. No, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they do not. But as he turns on the light, you kind of get this whole SM feel and he says, right. Love boat. Mm-hmm. And actually in my notes it says his boat looks like my basement. <laughs> but he finds a videotape and he puts the videotape in. And what is on the videotape? Johnny and Colleen. I'm very rich. Nothing offends me. I'm nothing, no shit, honey. You got a whip sticking out of your ass and a guy that's fucking barking. Bad job, bad job. Down, down. down. <laughs> Just cracks me up. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But he finds an invite to a party at Colleen Sutton's estate. And then he opens up the medicine cabinet and... This is an homage to another film. Do you know what it is an homage to? Uh, not Crocodile Dundee. No. Young Frankenstein. Hello, hello. No, not that. The part that he opens up the the medicine cabinet and the guy's face is just there. Okay. Because in right. Young Frankenstein, he's, he's going across a series of skulls. It's like dead one month, dead one week, <laughs> not dead. And then okay. there's the one guy's face. And yeah, but Smiley is there. Smiley, who's played by Robert Englund. And Ford's hidden gun doesn't work, which is something that repeats over and over through the rest of the film to the very end. Sure. And they're fighting, and Ford pulls some shotguns off the wall. There's like a rack with three shotguns, and it just happens to be that all three of them are loaded. Yeah. First of all, kind of a weird thing to have on a boat. Second of right. all, they would not be loaded. <laughs> And they would not have a round in the chamber. It's not like he cocked each one of them. Yes. And he's shooting and he's basically putting holes in the boat, which is causing it to sink. And Correct. And they're fighting. And then he drops a TV on Smiley. Over and, his head. Yeah. Busts it over his head. And this is like the t- kind of TV that you would see. A tube TV. In, in a hotel from the 80s. Right. Kind of has the... the, the, the like a radio on the side also. Okay. I didn't notice that. But Ford walks out and he goes to his phone and he's got an early car phone. And he he calls the office and he invites Jazz to the party he found the invite to. Right. And Jazz is excited because she doesn't take it as what it actually is. She takes it almost as a date. Correct. But it's work. And the next day we, we see the party. It's a pretty sweet party. Mm-hmm. And Ford is talking to Colleen, and he's asking about Johnny. And Colleen She's, says, "Just want to find the girl." Yeah, nobody hired you to solve a murder. 
And then Jazz shows up, and why don't you talk about Jazz here? Well, Jazz shows up in kind of a hot dress, um, and this clip happens. Hey, babe. That's my dress? Looks like a stripper dress. Well, you like strippers or what? I like the kind of strippers that give you lap dances and then blowjobs afterwards. You've had strippers that give you? Of course. You never told me that. I figured you wouldn't mind. Well, do you want me to give you a lap dance? I'd love a lap and dance. And maybe a blowjob? I'd love maybe a blowjob, too. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. I think yeah, I actually know gonna, this one. Oh, really? You're never going to get it. I'll, I'll be shocked if you get it. Oh, I want... So, no, it's making me... I, I can't think of her name, but I can see her face, which okay. is weird. But, okay, who is it? Sugar Cane. Okay, no, that's not who I was thinking of. I was thinking... Who are you thinking? Uh, she had a show on Sugar HBO. Lynn. Amber Lynn. No, on HBO. Katie Morgan. Yeah, Katie Morgan. Yeah, not Katie Morgan. Because she kind of has a Katie Morgan-esque voice. Okay. The only thing that made me think something else is it sounded a little bit older. And that might have just been the quality of it. Yeah, I think it looked like it was from early 90s. Okay. Not that I watched it. No. Oh, here's the weird thing. Two weird things. Okay. Uh, So I'm in Florida for a week. Did not look at any porn during the time I was in Florida. All right. (laughs) It's probably the longest I've been without seeing any porn not even sitting on the toilet no 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 porn in florida and then one of the first things when we were checking when we walked in and we're unpacking in this place is jen says to me hey we're on vacation i want to have sex every day while we're on vacation and you know what i said yes no (laughs) no no and she said why and i said because i'm 49 (laughs) I can't do that. I didn't put well, my penis you, pump in the packing. You could not have. You no, on. I could have sex every day, but it's like I don't. You know it. Eh, you know, in every vacation, that's the first thing she said is like, well, "I want to have sex every day on vacation." Or a couple times she said, "I want to have sex twice a day on vacation." It's like, Ooh, yeah, that shit rough. ain't happened. That, that, now you're being a little bit unrealistic. I'm gonna have to see the 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 pharmacist if we're gonna go down that route. Mm-hmm. 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 But, uh, All right, but no. Anyway, Jazz shows up. She's got a fuck me dress on. She's got. She uh, looks good though. She does she look looks good. good. Except yeah, her does. hair looks terrible. I do not like her hair in this scene. Her her body and her face look good, but her hair, eh. and I don't yes. like the short hair. And I know Jen said short hair is fine. It's not. But right. Well, it, no. Jen said because I made a comment that that you know my my oldest asked about Ellen DeGeneres. Why does she have short hair? Well, it's because she's a lesbian and she chows box. My son. Um, and then Jen emailed, I'm not even going to bring it up in, in listener reaction roundup. Um, she said, Doug, she kind of scolded me <laughs> just because a woman has short hair does not make her a lesbian. Well, she is right. It doesn't help, but I mean, she's it, right. Correct. Right. But, uh, Ford asks jazz to keep tabs on Colleen as he goes to get some hors d'oeuvres. And how does he try to get hors d'oeuvres? No. <laughs> Whore's divorce. Oh yeah, food boy. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. who else but is puts, at the party? One... Grendel. Yeah, Julian Grendel is there as well. Mm-hmm. Then continue. Okay, he puts a hors d'oeuvre in his mouth, and it's not good. Um, and Jazz, he can't swallow it. Jazz comes over, and he kisses her and passes it on to her. Yeah, but you missed the thing that happened immediately before that. 
Oh, Colleen stuffs the computer disc down her the back of her dress. Right. And then, uh, yeah, he transfers the 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 hors d'oeuvres, and yes. Julian says uh, he thinks that somebody's trying to rip off his company and he wants to hire Ford, but he gets distracted because they're serving shark. Right. And, and there's this big shark. <laughs> they're cutting off grilled. like a big piece of it. I don't think. I mean, maybe it is like because that almost is like how a pig roast is. Right. Do they and do that with sharks? I mean, that's I more you I, than me. I why why would that be me? That's more of a one percent thing. I, I okay. I've never had shark. Well, I've had dolphin. It's delicious. Have you? You have not had dolphin. <laughs> Liar! That's I cool. have a customer. I I should I take that back. I used to have a customer that I, I my dad's got a cabin in central Wisconsin and I, and I would go up there. Twice a year and spray, I don't know, 20 houses on this lake that he lives on. And one of these houses, the dude over his fireplace to the right of his fireplace, he had a big elephant head. And to the left of his fireplace, it was a giant head of a giraffe. And I was just like, what the fuck, man? What kind of fucking asshole shoots a giraffe? Well, I mean, your dad had some, some stuffed wild animals, too. Wasn't yeah, it like, like a lynx or something? No, it was a mountain lion that he okay. bought from the museum. He bought from the Milwaukee Public Museum. Why didn't he buy like the, the woman with the etched pubic hair? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. How do you know what I'm talking about? Because I've been there. I've been to the museum like 50 times since I've had kids. And so. you checked out the, the statue's pubic hair? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we always, there's always a part, part there, there's lots of places where there's boobs, and my oldest is always like, Dad, look at boobs. You know? <laughs> it's hilarious. But, uh, 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 Jazz pulls Ford from the party and asks him to look down the back of her dress. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out the CD that Colleen put in there, and they go to Ford's car because he has a CD player in his car, and yes. she recognizes it as a computer CD. And here we find out for the first time that Jazz and Ford have a romantic history. Right. And he kisses her, and she says something about being happy. It was a foodless kiss. And they talk about a lost weekend they had, but she doesn't rem- remember it quite as fondly as he does. Yeah? Well, that weekend was a mistake. Hey, look, I'm sorry that I made you clean the toilets and the bathtubs. I mean, who did all the work in bed? Could not pull that off. Right. But he, he's back at home and he's making himself a milkshake and he's talking to the koala bear who's just eating like like Doritos and shit. Right. And he turns on the TV and Kurt Loader is on the TV, which if you have Sirius XM, 80s on 8, I'm sure you've heard Kurt Loader quite a bit. Well, I don't have Sirius XM, but I remember Kurt Loader and I remember he was the one that told me that Kurt Cobain Cobain had blown his head off. Which was, was a lie. You know, he didn't. You think Courtney Love did it? If I had to put money on it, that's what I would put money on. Really? Yeah. Uh, he was a troubled soul, man. Yeah, he was. But I mean, I, I think he's more of a Michael Hutchins going out than a, you know, a shotgun mm, going out. Mm, I don't know, man. He's. <laughs> you, you think of, like, 
All of those guys, all all of those Seattle guys, the only one that's left is Eddie Vedder. You know, Lane Stanley is dead. Um, Chris Cornell's dead. Yep. Kurt Cobain. I, I mean, they, they've they all done themselves in, in one way or another. Wasn't a Smashing Pumpkins guy from Seattle as well? It, it, well, it was a keyboardist that was kind of a part-time band member that died of heroin. What is what is his name? The bald dude who's a douchebag. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Have you ever heard the um, Car Keys song? No. Okay, when we're done with the podcast, Google Billy Corgan Car Keys. Okay. Um, it's a great song by a comedian about okay. him singing about losing his car keys. Okay. But anyway... Uh, Kurt Loder is talking about how Bobby Black did not die of an overdose, and his funeral tonight is tonight at midnight. And please they, don't show up. Yeah, please don't show up. And it's at this cemetery, <laughs> right at this time. And they show here's the last video from Black Plague, which was his band, and Zuzu Petals was in the, in the video. Yes. And the funeral is like a rock show, and it's got right. a stage and lighting, and Bobby is in a clear, like coffin. <laughs> like a- like 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 Vladimir Lenin. Yeah, I was thinking it was more like it's like one of those bank tubes okay, that, well, that you you send yes. like your check in yeah. to deposit. And there is a guy that is scalping tickets to the funeral. Mm-hmm. He's got those plague invites here. Scalping in a funeral. You're a pretty sleazy guy. Thanks. You interested? It's festival seating, so you get a good. Uh, How much? Three hundred. 300 you charge the chicks one hey they blew me 300 coming up <laughs> as i said in the open we have a disagreement about how much you should pay for tickets at a funeral right but that brings me to this hmm, there's nothing offensive about sucking cock half the population loves to suck cock the other half of the population they love getting their cock sucked it's kind of a win-win i've heard there that before what is that from that's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. So, and I haven't done this in a while. So I know you, you mock me constantly for this, but I have not done this in a while. I'm going to okay. take you outside of the podcast here for a second. Is I have these boards in front of me that have pictures that tell me what the clips are so I can readily pick what they are. And most of them are just still pictures. But you can put either a like a JPEG or a GIF or a PNG image and for the sucking cock one, there is a GIF, which means it's animated. So in front of me for the last one hour, 55 minutes and four seconds has been this picture of a woman sucking cock, (laughs) (laughs) which is a little disturbing. And let's just settle the argument right now. It is GIF, not GIF. Because what does GIF stand for? Graphical. Yes, graph, GIF, GIF. Not Jif, right? Okay, Jif. Okay, fine. Whatever. Yes, um, it's Jif, but oh, it's Gif. It's Gif. It's Gif. 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 <laughs> not Jif. It's like the peanut butter, <laughs> right? But no, it's not like the peanut butter. Gif. So it's Gif. It's Gif. Like the peanut yes. butter. No, Jif is the peanut butter. No, the peanut butter is Gif. No, the peanut butter. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> peanut butter's Jif. No, Juicy it's not. Moms choose Jif. 
Yes, it is. No, it's Juicy Mom's <laughs> Juice Jeff. Okay. Yeah. How much have you had to drink, man? Um, we still have a lot of movie to go through. <laughs> yeah, we really do. But uh, Ford asks if, if he's the only one who paid full price. Because there's a lot of girls that are sitting around that are doing their lipstick up. Right. And he's showing Zuzu's picture around, asking, you know, girl, 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 if they recognize Zuzu. And he actually shows the picture to Zuzu itself. And she has a veil in front of her face, and she pulls it up. And she's yeah. scared. Yes. And then, and she, go ahead. She does her, she does her move. What, she her drops move. to her knees? And Dick punches him. Yeah, she punches him in the balls and runs. Yes. And, and then she's grabbed by Smiley, who apparently is still alive. Right. And he throws her in a limo. And Ford goes back to his car, and the tires are slashed. Mm-hmm. And his car phone rings, and he answers it. It paid dirt with K-Dirt. And <laughs> then Smiley tries to run Ford over. And Ford goes, and he steals a hearse because he's going to chase him in a cemetery right and ford turns to the side and there's a toe tag in his face and Mm -hmm. even before we get to this part i've always had a question about cemeteries in movies how does that work i mean how do you are they fake cemeteries are they real cemeteries well this one has got to be a fake cemetery because in this car chase they're just mowing down headstones yeah but i mean in general there's cemeteries in lots of different films okay and i'm sure they do not get permission from the people whose headstones are shown i mean they might not you might not be able to make out the the names of who they are but that is still the resting place of your loved ones or whatever yeah but i think the actual cemetery itself that would own the rights to that piece of property and I, I would say that the cemetery would be like, okay, that's fine, just as long as you don't show individual names. And I'm not going to be buried in a cemetery, so I don't give a fuck. Right. But I, I just I have always wondered, it's like, okay, you, you show something happen. And I mean, it's not like they have things that are would be desecrations or anything like that. But still, you're, you're showing, you know, the resting place of your loved one, you know, in a thing for entertainment. And some people might have a problem with that. Right. But prior to him getting into the hearse, there's two dudes who are like talking like they just got done banging this dead chick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but, but he, so yeah, there's a toe tag. He slams on the brakes. This chick with the toe tag comes flying into the front seat and it looks like she's blowing him. He's like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, no, you come on, come on. And he puts her head back down there. Poor taste. Yeah. Super poor taste. Yeah. You know, and, they're, they're fucking up the cemetery. They're mowing down like uh-huh. headstones and Ford's hidden gun malfunctions again, except this time it flies over into the other guy's car. It right. says, oh, no thanks. I got me own. And he's got a, a machine gun. Right. And he's just firing into it. And then he gets a call. It's from Jazz. She says that the CD is worthless, but she did find out one thing specifically about Colleen that is somewhat interesting, which is what? She is Julian's ex-wife. Oh, okay. And then he is playing like a little bit of a on hold game between the guy chasing him and Jazz. And he does the joke about getting blown by the corpse. And then <laughs> Zuzu Petals actually asks 
Smiley to pull over because she has to pee. <laughs> right. And Ford knocks down or hits the edge of the stand that is holding Bobby Black's clear coffin, and it starts it rolling, rolling down, down the down hill. The, yes, and all the groupies are chasing after it. And then Smiley's limo or hearse crashes into a grave. And why would there be a grave that's big enough for a limo to crash <laughs> into? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. there's fat people, but not that fat. Well, there's the dude that uh, sang, um, who's the Hawaiian guy that played the ukulele that sang? Um, Don Hall? Somewhere somewhere over the rainbow. Jim Henson? No, not Jim Henson. What the fuck was his name? But he had to be buried, buried in like a piano case. Meatloaf? No, he's not dead. He's not <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Bring out your dad. Was a uh, his name was um, Robert he was Paulson. A Hawaiian, he was a Hawaiian guy. Uh, he said, he said, you know, somewhere. I I, I know who you're okay. talking about, but I don't know his name. Okay, right. but, a lot of housekeeping. Yeah. A lot of housekeeping in this segment right here. All right. But Zuzu climbs out of the car. Yes. <laughs> and then Amos and the cops show up. And actually, we, we, we missed the part that the corpse is actually not dead. Correct. And, uh, but Zuzu climbs on and she asks if he's mad. He's like, no, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> that actually was better than my other impression. And okay. Amos shows up <laughs> and Zuzu is hiding behind the car. And Ford says the guy he wants is in the limo. Mm-hmm. And then Amos says that he knows that Zuzu is killed Bobby Black and Johnny Crunch. <laughs> Apparently, I hit the randomizer, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you still have that on the soundboard. Yeah, just you never know. But the limo is empty, and then Amos is scratching his balls, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Ford says this: "You could get cream to uh, try to kill whatever that is down there." And then they go back to Ford and Zuzu go back to Ford's place. Well, th- it's interesting that all of this happened: car chase, machine gun fire. Missing people, and they just let Ford walk. Oh, yeah, they got no problem with it at all. Right, not at all. And he's back at home, and he's walking through his theory of the case, but his problem with the way that he has the case laid out is there's no part for Zuzu in this story. Right. But we find out that Zuzu isn't really smart, and Ford says this about talking to her. Talking to Zuzu was like masturbating with a cheese grater. Slightly amusing, but mostly painful. And then he finds his koala bear, and what has happened to his koala bear? It's hanging from the ceiling fan. It well, and we see, don't know if it was hung or if it was a Michael Hutchins thing. Right, right. <laughs> that's that, like that's the fourth that's... in excess thing. This podcast. Right. But Zuzu goes to turn on the TV. The TV blows up. They see Colleen's hat, and the microwave has six seconds. On it, it's yep. a really long six seconds. Well, also Ford's guitar is gone. Where, where, because that's where they find Colleen's hat is because he goes to check on his guitar. Okay, but yeah, and she asks if there's some cook in the microwave, and they run away from the beach house, and they jump behind the boat, and then nothing happens. Right, and then boom, beach house yes. gone. Right, and then the car blows up. No, no, no. <laughs> the no. kid comes up. Oh, okay. Oh, and, he's all he's and he's all fucked up. Yeah, the kid got beat up trying to protect Ford's place from two guys, and the kid asks about his dad, and he gets all pissed, and he he runs away, and then Zuzu is upset. But why is she upset? 
Again, I don't know. She chipped a nail. Okay. <laughs> but Ford is happy because his car's out front. Mm-hmm. Hey, the boys in the garage brought my baby back. Boom. <laughs> right. And then they are hitchhiking, which you would think that, well, maybe he doesn't have a phone. And, and his car phone would be gone, and this is yes. pre-cell phone. Correct. But they're hitchhiking, and a Corvette pulls up. There's a problem with this whole scenario. What is the problem with a Corvette picking up hitchhikers? It's two. It's a two-seater. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two-seater. Well, they couldn't pick them up anyway. Maybe Zuzu sat on his lap. Yeah, but there's two people in the car. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah. Is this Melody and somebody else? No, that's that's the next thing is then... Melody shows up. She's got like a VW bug and she picks them okay. up. And then she takes them to the sorority house, the I ate a pie sorority house. I ate a pie. And this is the closest. I, I didn't catch that. I did not catch that. Well, this is the closest we get to nudity in the film is we have some like behind a like shower curtain, like profile stuff and some under boob. And Jen told me this is not at all what a sorority house is like. It's so stereotypical. They're playing Twister. They're having pillow fights. They're having a corn dog eating contest. <laughs> they're doing aerobics. Right. And But Ford calls Jazz at the office. And then the killers that were at the recording studio an hour ago show up. But Ford is regaling the women with rock and roll stories. And they are going to induct him as an honorary member. And right. I, I thought that sororities were only female. I do believe so. Maybe they do have ordinary, uh, you know, ordinary or um, honorary members as men. Okay, maybe. But the thugs maybe. throw jazz out the window, and as Ford is being inducted, Zuzu is very unimpressed by the whole thing. Still there, Doug. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> but Ford hears motorcycles and he knows something is up and he sees the bad guys and Ford goes up the road and undoes the parking brake on the Corvette that we saw earlier and it takes out a line of scooters and one of the bad guys' motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And one of the bad guys, for no reason at all, <laughs> just drops a grenade into the vet. Right. And it blows up and then Ford taunts the guy with the vet of... Need a lift because he's the one that wouldn't pick them up earlier when they were hitchhiking, which is very coincidental for L.A. Mm-hmm. or anywhere else in the world. And the grenade is so fake. Like, it just makes this like gigantic explosion. That's not how grenades work. No, I mean, it's going to send out shrapnel. Yeah, but it's not going it, it's, it's it's not not to blow up. I mean, it's going to. Yes, it's not going to create a bunch of flame. No, no. It's, it's basically like a uh, I.D. Mm-hmm. It's just show, sending out shrapnel. Shrapnel. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but Jazz shows up and she's all bloody and she says at least she still has the disc. And we find out that Zuzu has a second disc. And I think Correct. it's discs one and two. And there's three discs. Well, we don't know that yet. Actually, no, Jazz does say, no, she takes the second disc and later she says there's a third disc that can be unlocked, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. Ford says this. I'll be a Julie Grendel's. I want to see if he knows what a who a thief is, ex piece of shit wife is. And then he also says this. And they get married. So, Got to work it in somehow. Correct. 
But Ford walks into Grendel's place and Ford walks through his theory that Colleen was behind all of it. And Julian Grendel proves him wrong. How does she prove him wrong? Or prove Ford wrong? By shooting Colleen. <laughs> yeah. And Colleen has these last words. Uh, 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 Oddbox? Julian smuggling Oddbox into the country. Art. Art of jokes. Art. Money. Stupid. Thanks. I needed that. Not the best actress in the no, world. No, certainly not. But Grendel says he wants the three discs. And Smiley actually hands Julian uh, Ford's Hendrix guitar. And Ford tries a Jedi mind trick on Grendel, but it doesn't work because Ford doesn't know what time it is. <laughs> and we find out that Kyle Troy is having a release party and Grendel is going to kill Don, Don Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah. And right. frame him for the whole fraud thing. Correct. And Zuzu says something stupid. I don't know what it is, but says something stupid. And Ford smashes a glass against Julie's face. And <laughs> Julian Grendel, instead of punching Ford, he punches Zuzu. Right. And then he throws the guitar out the window. Out the window, and yeah. And I don't know what you know about electricity, but Ford has this thing where he's going to stick an earring into the outlet, and that's going to cause everything to short out. I don't know if that would work or not. I don't think so. And, and the way that he's not going to get electrocuted is he puts gum on the earring so it doesn't conduct electricity to him. Isn't that gum going to be wet, though? I don't know how that works. Um, good possibility that this movie killed several people. <laughs> but they, they run out and they go up the stairs to the roof instead of going down. Mm. And Zuzu is concerned because she left her purse. And the goons are on the roof as Ford and Zuzu are climbing down. <laughs> and Zuzu accidentally shoots a goon and he falls to his death. And then she drops the gun. Yes. And as they're going down floor to floor in the Capitol Records building, Ford is lowering Zuzu and who grabs her? Smiley. Right. And Ford and Smiley are fighting and all three are hanging on the side of the building. And But hold on. So Ford realizes that Smiley has a Fred Flintstone ring on his hand. Right. And all three of them fall and Ford goes through the roof and Zuzu's holding on to Ford's legs and Smiley is... While they're falling, it's kind of like the my hair, motion. My hair. <laughs> my hair. My hair. My hair. Like John Travolta. That's his Travolta because that was one of the things he did in his stand-up was his Travolta. Yes. Right. But yeah, Ford is stuck in the in the, the roof or the ceiling. And then Zuzu is hanging on to him and Smiley is hanging on to her. And he sees his guitar is just right. on the ledge there. And he uses his gu guitar and he throws it and knocks Smiley off. And the guitar falls down to the, the ground and it shatters. Yes. Does wood shatter? No, it does not. Well, it's like this this guitar was made of porcelain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar was created in a kiln. Right. But Ford poos, pulls Zuzu up and she kisses him. <laughs> he says, tongue. <laughs> Which... <laughs> And then Ford and Zuzu get down to the street and they're interrupted by some tourists. And I, this kind of hit home when I actually heard it in the theater for the first time. Okay. Excuse me. 
Could you tell us how to get to Man's Chinese Theater? I'm back to Michigan, his wife. Oh, we're from Wisconsin. Yeah, and I'm from my dad's penis. Get out of here. You know, it's, it's like Wisconsin being from Wisconsin was some kind of punchline. It was. It's, it was the butt of the joke. Yeah, we, it, we it were, still we were is. The butt of the joke. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, you know, you have to think about like people who are from Cleveland. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, you know, mistake on the lake and blah, blah, blah. blah and sure. Watch. They're going to win the Super Bowl next year. They won't, but still. Um, so Jazz rolls up in her VW bug, and Colleen figured out that, I'm sorry, Jazz figured out if you have all three discs, you can get the data. And then right. Zuzu finds a star on the Hollywood Art. Walk of Fame for Art Mooney. Yes. And the third disc is hidden in the star. Mm-hmm. And then they go to a release party for Kyle Troy, and Julian is glad-handing people. And he wants to talk to Don Cleveland. And why don't you take over here? Yeah, he takes Don Cleveland out into the alley and basically tells Don Cleveland that he's going to kill him. And Don Cleveland says this. No, 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 no! And then Jazz shows up and she runs the thug over, saving up. Right. And then Jazz and the thug are going to fight. And Don or excuse me, um, Julian is about to introduce Kyle Troy and Ford flashes the three CDs at him. And there's this weird sound effect that happens when the light reflects off of the discs. Okay. It's like a... Okay. And I don't know if that's actually supposed to be a thing or if it's just an affectation. But before that, you know, so Jazz runs over the, the bad guy, the thug, with his car, and she confronts him. That comes up right after this. No, this is being- no, no, it's like the three CD thing. Then Grendel sets down the mic and Zuzu picks it up. And then out in the alley, Jazz is holding her own and she's showing off her karate with the karate classes that she had meant that but, had been mentioned earlier. But before that, he socks her in the gut. He, he, he like just wham, just pops her right in the gut. Oh, does he? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then we're in the, the auditorium where, where Ford throw, shows the, CDs. the three CDs. Yes. But back in the alley, um, the thug tries to, to grab his gun, and he's stopped by Sam the sleazebag who showed up. Mm-hmm. And then Ford and Grendel are talking, and Grendel punches Ford and grabs the CDs and breaks them by biting them. <laughs> right. And his, Which, blo- his mouth is all bloody. But Ford says, du- he says he has duplicates, and then he wants to know why he did this whole thing. And Julian gives this long explanation. I read Billboard. I couldn't believe how much Grendel records made and how little Julie Grendel got. It's amazing how much you got to pay the actual artists who create the music, huh? Those ingrate bastards really take a bite. Look, Bobby Black found out about your little African bogus disc company. Stole your computer records. Want to tell me about it? Bobby was stupid. He got angry. His friend Johnny was more stupid. He got greedy. Tried to blackmail me. Me. Colleen knew better. She knew what a monster I could be. Poor Colleen just wanted no one to get her. That's why I waited so long to kill her. Face it. Making money is the only art form left open to innovation. Anybody that tells you they're in this industry because they like music is a lying, pathetic piece of shit. Or a total idiot like this Kyle Toy or Troy or whatever the hell his name is. 
I've just dedicated my life to making sure that this industry is so disgusting, so sleazy, and so corrupt that we have to self-destruct. Two Zambuca milkshakes. <laughs> I even pissed in the punch bowl. <laughs> There's no way he would not be able to hear the fact that his right. whole speech was being rebroadcast. Yes, because Zuzu had grabbed the mic and was holding it behind him. Yeah, Zuzu had been broadcasting Grendel's confession, and then he runs after her and grabs her, and he takes a gun from a security guard, and Jazz passes forward a milkshake. What kind of milkshake? The Zambuca milkshake. And then he says... <laughs> You're fired, Julie. Hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. Okay. You gotta explain what he did with the milkshake. Oh, he um, he throws it on Julian. Correct. <laughs> You're fired, Julie. You're fired. I want a boy. Yes, Mr. Coach, for you. You're fired. Girls, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired! You're fired! <gasps> Screw you! You're fired! Gotta end with Vince McMahon. Yes. And the thing I love about this is Ford does two things with the burning corpse of Julian Grundle. Well, first of all, he takes the cigarette butt, which we know does not work, and tosses it at him. And yeah, that's he, how it, yeah, he lights it. You're right. Yeah. Yes. But then he lights another heater <laughs> off of the body, and then he is warming his hands <laughs> over it as it burns. Right. Correct. And then Jazz sees Ford with Zuzu because Zuzu gives him a celebratory hug, and mm-hmm. Jazz runs off in a huff. And then Amos shows up, and right. Ford gives him the discs and leaves. But then Zuzu dick punches him. <laughs> and then Don goes up to Amos and wants to talk about white disco. Right. And the pussycats are there, and they tell Ford that Jazz left. And Ford is back at his beach house, and he's sad. <laughs> and Smiley is there. And he does find out that Smiley is not the kid's father. Right. And then... Ford has this long lamentation of the day that he's had. Perfect end to a perfect evening, huh? Unfucking believable. I mean, I start by having my koala bear hung and my house and car blown up. That was just the beginning of the evening. We were just getting started, right? Then I get to climb down from the Capitol Records building. Great exercise. I recommend it. And then my guitar, my axe, the one thing I love, right, next to Stanley, is not toothpicks for the Hollywood homeless. And then after I taught your boss, my girlfriend leaves me. She leaves me. Hey? Terrific. And now, now I get to die. What's the point? The point is I want to go out man to man. Just me and you. Put down the gun. Let's go with it. Come on, you fucking sissy. What, are you afraid of me? Come on, man o to man Fist the cuss, baby. Let's go with it. Just you and me. No one's around. Come on, I fucking had it. Let's go. All right. Anyway, you want it. Smiley pulls a knife. <laughs> 
You crack me up. You know that? What kind of idiot throws his gun down? I mean, use your head. I mean, is there something wrong with you or what? I mean, who's look, look what you did. And his hidden gun worked this time. Yes, it worked this time. So like one out of five times or two out of five Thanks times. Thanks for work. Thanks for being a jerk-off. I mean, man to man, mano to mano. How does mano to mano me? Use your head. Snap ahead. So now, yes. basically, we're so back at the beginning. Hold on a second. Sure. So, in my late teens, with some friends, we made a series of home movies. And sure. two of two of those movies were Indiana Jones movies. <clears throat> and the second one, uh, the first one was Indiana Jones and the Lost Teapot. And then the second one was Indiana Jones and Reclaiming of the Lost Teapot. Okay. And... Two guys played Nazis. I played Indiana Jones. And in that second one, uh, it was a guy that lived in your neighborhood. Yeah, okay. A yep. little bit crazy. Yeah. Yes. And we were filming this movie down by this old pond, this nasty-ass, algae-infested pond. And he's like, dude, I want you to kick me as hard as you can into this pond. So prior to that, I was like, you know, come on. Let's go, mano e mano, fisticuffs. Come on, put down your gun. So I used that line. I'm gonna have to pull it for housekeeping next week. Just came to me. Wow. Like, oh shit! Can't believe that I that I used that line in a cheesy home movie. But Ford, and by the way, I, I've seen one of those, and I was actually surprised with how how well it was made. <laughs> it was my calling. Yeah. My father, my father shot me down. <laughs> my father's like, "Why are you wasting your time making these stupid movies?" Yeah, yeah, but I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. And as I look at the board, all I see is this chick sucking cock. (laughs) And who is it? Do you know? No, I don't. It was it was what popped up in a Google image search of sucking cock. That's nice. Yeah, obviously you had the safe search off. Is there another way? But Ford is back at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is the very beginning of the film. And the kid strolls up and asks if Ford found his dad. And he tells the kid that he actually is the kid's dad. And this right. is show, the kid's reaction. The what kind of sentimental bullshit is this? A guy tries to make a commitment. I got to eat shit. Well, just tell me who my real father is. He died. No bullshit. But he loved you a lot, and he wants me to take care of you. And then Jazz rolls up on the beach, and she's wearing, like, a purple T-shirt and overalls Mm -hmm. with suspenders. But her hair sucks. Yes. And she quits, and then Ford tells her that he loves her. And then he gives her this impassioned speech, and the two of them kind of work it out. Okay. Jazz, look, I'm sick of the hot clubs, the hot cars, the hot chicks. I'm sick of it, all the fun. I want you. (laughs) I love that. It's like, you know, I'm sick of, you know, having great sex and being with beautiful women. I want to be with you. (laughs) Yes. And a much lower speed that that's just right for me in my in my middle age. 
And then the phone rings, and apparently this must be the world's longest phone cable. Right. <laughs> because it does, is out in the middle of the beach. Yes. And he says, hit Paydirt with Kdirt, and they have the happy ending on the boat. It's Ford, Jazz, the kid, and of course, the, the koala, koala bear. bear. <laughs> right. Now, okay, one million. That's what they win, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've had the discussion here. But one million is life altering, but not life changing. Correct. And I mean, this is 1990, so it's a little bit different. But you cannot re- that boat is more than a million dollars. I would. Sus- I was thinking the same exact thing. I would suspect that that is a one week rental. Yeah. So the movie's over, and uh-huh. oh, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture: defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Yeah. Uh, ding ding. Eh. I'm surprised there were no boobs. I was movie. absolutely shocked going back and watch. I figured there would have been something at least background wise that there would have been right. something like Die Hard. Yes. If you had to guess what Die Hard was, what would Die Hard be for that? All three. Yeah. Where's the new? Yeah. Oh, actually, that's right. There's the the girl in the office. I didn't even yes. think about that. But they also have the the playmate that when he is behind the scenes, when he's about to go into the uh, the duck work, there's mm-hmm. a playmate that they show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next week's movie. <laughs> Chock full of boobs, man. Okay, so for you, did the movie hold up? No, it did not. Okay. I I remember seeing this movie and being, eh. And when I saw it again, eh. I know you love this movie. I did not enjoy it. It was okay. Okay. No, and, and that's fair. I was actually a little bit concerned watching it with more of a critical eye that it would not stand up. Mm-hmm. And for me... It was fine. I, I love this movie. And okay. it, it is a lot about where it was, when it was, and those kind of things play into it. It's mm-hmm. a well-made film. And it hits the notes for me. Okay. So it, it, it stands up for me. And I understand why other people wouldn't like it because they don't have that the rest of the stuff to put it in that context. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't no. awful. No. It just wasn't a great film for you. And honestly, this is two of my top five or top ten that we've done now. What was the other one? uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can't can't forget Can't Buy Me Love. (laughs) I I really am pissed that I I blew that. I blew my load so early on that. Yes. Yes, you did. Any any last thoughts on the movie? think, think, Think of the things that we could have talked about now. With the way that the podcast has progressed, oh, it would it would be different. It would be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and well, part of that, I mean, that's your fault. Because and honestly, the thing is, Porky's <laughs> ended up being a good podcast. Sure, because I've re-listened to that one, uh-huh. and it was decent. And we had like things that we would not have been able to talk about sure. then because we hadn't evolved to that point. With uh, talking about how it was a little bit of a woke movie, which is weird. Right. And I don't think we would have gotten there then, if that makes sense. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. No, I wouldn't recommend it, honestly. It's. Really? No, no, I wouldn't. 
I just, it wasn't that great. It, it is okay, but, you know, if somebody said, hey, have you seen Ford Fairlane? Yeah. Meh. Eh. Meh. Meh positive. Meh. Meh. Meh positive. That's the best I can do. That hurts, Doug. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. so, how do you watch think I... Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Just going to shut me down, man. Watch you watching. Mm. It's been two weeks, so... Okay, so I watched the Friends reunion. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay. So, what were your thoughts on the Friends... Besides the fact that the host sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, uncle Joey. <laughs> He's like everybody's fat uncle. Have you Have you watched episodes... No, I have not. I don't know if you have Showtime or not, or the Showtime app. It's I don't. Okay, well then, never mind. But it's episodes is a great show. Okay. Um, and he was kind of that guy. He was himself, but more so on that show. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he was the one that I think was kind of of on the guy side that was the most there and the most comfortable in who they are. Matthew Perry is has problems, obviously. Well, if they say. That it was that he had a tooth pulled. That That's day. bullshit. He had a stroke or something. Yeah, yeah. He was he was hurting, and then the rest of them. I mean, you can definitely tell that Jennifer Aniston has had work. Not nearly as much as oh no, Courtney not Cox. nearly as much. But you can Jennifer. I mean, it's just like just age gracefully. You would be, I in my opinion, you would look better. Same with Courtney Cox. Yeah, Court. I mean, uh, Kudrow looks them. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a little hefty, but, you know, she's, you know, probably had a bunch of kids. And she was never, like, sexy body on the show. She always wore baggy dresses right. and, and sweatshirts and stuff. So, you know, she has the most realistic American female body. <laughs> That's cold. Well, uh, come on, man. Truth speak truth. But, you know, Addison and, and Courtney Cox just age gracefully. You would look better than your fucking skeletal looking face and lieutenant sobel still looks like lieutenant sobel he does with a little bit of a gut yeah and you know i i think that you know when you think about it oh god what the fuck is the guy's name who plays joey um matt leblanc yeah matt leblanc he is the one who just seems kind of like <laughs> he's just a dude mm-hmm. and he ha- he doesn't put on airs and the way that he approached the whole thing, I think he just kind of took it as it was. And right. I, I, I enjoyed that. And I did enjoy the a little bit behind the scenes thing where they talked about how uh, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston kind of had a thing for each other, yeah. but it never worked out. And it was interesting how they focused on several episodes. And the, the one episode where it was real time with where they're all trying to get ready for Ross's... Um, yeah, the one where or, nobody's ready. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. That's just that, you know, that episode cracks me up. It's 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 great theater. Could I be wearing any more Chandler's clothes? <laughs> I'll drink the fat. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You drink the fat. But yes. how do you, how did you feel about like Gunther and Janice and what, what did they get? Like maybe a thousand bucks for showing up for that? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. What what is, what do you think the the six characters got for showing up? Oh, they got a couple million each. You think so? Oh no, it's widely publicized. Okay, and you know, it was it was entertaining for what it was. I would have much rather seen a new episode. 
Yes. Uh, but for what it was, I thought outside of James Corden, it was acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but the cameos with, with um, Elliot Gould and the... Uh, oh, God, he looks older than shit. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah he does. And is is he with her, the, the woman no. that played his wife? No, I don't oh, think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, but let's see, what else have I watched? That's the second sure. thing from MASH, too. MASH the movie. Yes, he played uh, Trapper John. No, he played Hawkeye, didn't he? No, no Hawkeye was uh, Don, El- yeah, Donald, Don, Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yes, you're right. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. you're right. Ellie Gould played Trapper John. He brought his own olives when they were when they were, they had the still with the martinis. Right. He had his out. He had his own jar of olives. Um, let's see. We watched Return of the Jedi. It was awesome. I like the Ewoks. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Ewoks. Um, I watched the first episode of Loki. And I'm all caught up on the Bad Batch. Loki, you're not a Marvel fan. So, you know, you you have to have seen everything to kind of get Loki. And it was good. It was weird. Kind of interested to see where it went. The Falcon and the Snowman? Eh. Give her, you know, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes, there you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fuck, man? I'm on my third Captain and Coke. Hello! Um, yeah, I'm caught up on the Bad Batch. That's interesting because, uh, you know, things developed. Think characters from Solo showed up, which I thought was kind of cool. And then I found out, you've heard me talk about the cop show Southland a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I found out that it was on HBO, and I have been gobbling it up. Um, I finished seasons one through three, and I just started season four. It is such a good cop show. It's gritty. The characters are great. Um, it's super interesting. It, it it's it's just a good show. I would recommend it. Okay. okay. I really. It's, I'm just. I'm, I can't stop watching it. And there's five seasons. And it, the funny thing is, is, it started off on NBC. And I think it was on NBC for two seasons, and then it got canceled. And TNT picked it up. But what's great about it, and I don't remember this is that there were a lot of F-bombs, and they beeped out the F-bombs. On HBO, it's it's open season. Okay, so they actually had the original audio yes. tracks that they could just let it go. Yeah, yeah, so it's great. It's a great show. Okay, that it? That's it. Okay, so I started watching a show called Kath and Kim, which is on Netflix. Okay. It is an Australian sitcom. Uh, ran for four seasons. It's fucking terrible. Um, okay. I'm so halfway through the fourth it. season. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in four seasons. Fourth season, and it's bad. Well, why? it's only eight episodes. You know, uh, a season. Still, why? There's so much more good stuff out there. That I have OCD, read. man. <laughs> I know that, and that's why it's like it's so hard. And and actually, I have a question for you before your question, and I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Okay. So now I have I have recommended a good show to you, Southland. Yes, and now you could watch the first couple of episodes. And go, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think Jen's going to go for that though. Just watch the first episode. Okay, it's it's good. It's good. The characters are good. It's interesting. It's and it's not like it's not an anthology, um, where it doesn't go episode to episode where you you follow this arc of storyline. A couple of things happen 
where, yeah, you might go back a few episodes, but it's it's just kind of all over the place. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, we watched, uh, and we were in a hotel, so when we were done for the night, we would, like, watch Netflix or Amazon Prime or HBO mm-hmm. Max, whatever. We watched uh, The Staircase, which was 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm familiar with that. So The Staircase is a true crime thing. And okay. it's it's a documentary about this guy who may or may not have killed his wife. And this is one of those things where I need to be very careful with how I word my statements. I do not trust the justice system. And I do not trust that the prosecution and the DA and people like that care about truth. I think they care about conviction. And the staircase is about this guy who was charged with murdering his wife. And whether or not he did it is kind of indeterminate. But the some of the things that the prosecution did in their case is fucked. And it, it's just like uh, making a murderer where you can debate whether or not the guy did it, but you cannot debate whether or not some of the stuff that they did to try to prove that he did it is fucked. And they bend and twist the way the law works. And... It, it was interesting. It really was in, interesting. So, and okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, 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 okay. With any of those shows, you have to remember that there is a creator. Oh yeah, no, there's a bias. I get that. There, that there is a bias, and you have. And I don't. I, I never watched Making a Murderer, and I don't know the other side. I don't know all the complexities that go along with that case, but. There's one side that's telling the story, and they're telling it the way that they want to tell it. So no. you always have to be careful with these true crime documentaries that you're not getting all the information, and you're getting biased information from the other side. Yeah, no, you, you are absolutely right, but here's a question for you. You have served five years in prison mm-hmm. for killing someone. Okay. Whether you did it is immaterial. Um, but you've served five years in prison for it. And on a technicality, you get let out on bail for a retrial. You have the ability to plead, gu- plead guilty and be let go permanently for time served. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? I mean, the, the rest of your life is fucked if you plead guilty. Well, the rest, I mean, you're kind of fucked no matter what. Yeah, but if you get off, I mean, if okay, so if you plead innocent and you you get off, then you could turn, you know, you could turn around, and you could sue for five million dollars. No, you you can't sue if you're found not guilty unless there's like there's misdeeds that are done. The only way you can sue is if like they did something that was fucked up. If you're just found not guilty, you do not have recourse to sue. Okay, but. In the, in this particular case, this guy is, you know, seventy years old, and he has a choice of like ple- pleading guilty and then being let free. Mm-hmm. And Jen and I talked about it. It's like at that case, at that point, I don't care. I just do not want to go back to jail for the yeah. rest of my life. Right. 
So did he plead innocent? Well, originally, yeah. And then he, okay. he did what was called an, an Alfred plea, which basically is, I'm not saying I'm guilty, but I'm accepting a guilty plea because I realize I'm fucked if I'd say not guilty. Mm-hmm. Wait, so there's those two. I okay. watched a lot of the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series. Okay. Which I haven't picked up in a long time. It's actually, some parts of it are so well done. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple really cool arcs while I was gone. I watched uh, the Boba Fett arc, um, the Mandalorian arc. Um, really, really cool. And some of the stuff is just so cinematic. It's done so well. Mm-hmm. I watched... Uh, and, and, and Filoni is... What did, he was given what? Executive, whatever you would... Yeah, he was given a, some new title, but I don't think yeah. it really means that much. He's, it doesn't change anything. He's still in, he's in charge for all intents and purposes. Right. I watched a documentary on Brian De Palma. Okay. Uh, how familiar are you with uh, De Palma's work? He did Untouchables yep. and... That was his big one, yeah. Uh, what was some of the other shit that he did? Carrie. Okay. Um, uh, oh, God, what, the one about porn. Oh, God, what the... Um, yeah, the one with the guy that kills people with the drill, body double. Okay, I haven't seen that. Uh, the first Mission Impossible. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Snake Eyes. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's done a ton of shit. He was like yeah. one of those guys. He was uh, one of the ones with Spielberg and Lucas and Coppola. Mm-hmm. And it, it was an interesting documentary, but at the same time, and you, you not being familiar with De Palma's work kind of takes a little bit out of this discussion, but he's not a good director. He's a very interesting okay. director. He's a, yeah, okay. Yeah. His movies are very he, this way, but they're not he good. Does, he does a lot of the shit where it's it's somebody in the... In Split like screen. Clo- yeah, and yes. it, like in depth of focus where you have it, like a thing in the foreground and in the background. It looks like shit. Yeah, he and he—that's the kind of thing. He's kind of a one-trick pony where he does that a lot of the time. Yeah. So um, we watched the the season finale of The Nevers on HBO, which that is a Joss Whedon thing. So I kind of doubt it's going to get a second season. Okay. And I would be absolutely fine if it doesn't. Okay. Uh, been keeping up with Black Monday on Showtime. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And we just started watching something called Dirty John. Okay. Which is on Netflix. Um, it has Connie Britton in it. So I like Connie Britton. Uh, and there's two seasons of it. The first one's with Connie Britton and uh, Eric Banner. I like Eric Banner. Banner, okay. And the second one is with uh, Christian Slater and Amanda Peet. Okay. But basically, we're an episode and a half in, and Connie Britton plays this woman who is four times divorced and she meets this guy and they have a relationship and they get involved really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting. I, it is enough where I'm going to see where it plays out and see if okay. it actually catches. And that actually is a question of how many, sh- how many episodes do you give a show before you give up on it? One, just one. Yep. That's if tough. I, if, that, if that's tough, it, man. It's, and sometimes I'll get 15 minutes into the episode and be like, Oh yeah, there are ones where I will will I'll call no joy real quick, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And that happens a lot. And, and there's been a couple where I've watched one and it's like, we'll give it one more. And it just doesn't, it, it's like, eh, because there is so much out there to watch. I know there is. And of it, course, you know, I mean, I'm three, se- three and a half seasons into Kim and Calf, but I'm going to finish yeah. that fucker. <laughs> I mean, I've got Amazon and Netflix and HBO and Disney and Apple for the time being. Um, and then, you know, everything that you provide, it's, there's just, I, I don't have time. I don't have the time to watch everything. So, and, and, you know, I say that as there's all this new content, yet I'm gobbling up five, five seasons of a show that I've seen already. Um, oh, I forgot. I watched next week's movie. I just finished next week's movie as well. You switched it because then. What I, you don't know what I'm, you have no idea what I picked. No, I do have an idea what you picked, and then you must have switched it. How's that? Because I used Sound of the Week was supposed to be from next week's movie. No, I never told you I was doing that for next week's movie. I just said. Why the fuck did you have? (laughs) Because I'll pick it eventually. I'll I'll get to that. I'll, I'll, I'll get to why I picked next week's movie. Okay. So disappointing you, Doug. I know, I know, I know. I'm such a disappointment. The eyes of my father and you, man. Disappointments. <laughs> okay, so is it a? Uh, uh, it's is a it... question. Okay, it's a question. How's he gonna answer it? I don't know. Let's find out. All right. So, if you could go back and change anything about your early on parenting. What would it be? You talking about the parenting of my kids? Yes. Fuck. That's tough. Um You know, I I think that your kids are the result of the culmination of everything that you've done and despite the misgivings and disappointments I might have about certain things I think that they're in a good place but if I had to pick one thing well it's not even one thing like I mean okay you know if, if I wish somebody would have told me hey you're going to make mistakes and that's okay learn from those mistakes um, I wish I would have paid more attention because there were times that my kids needed me and my face was buried in a fucking device because I was, you know, too self-involved and thought the world revolved around me. And, you know, honestly, as, as a parent, your, your world should revolve around your children. I mean, you need to have a marriage as well, but it's, it's got to be all hands on deck Children, 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 children. I'm developing these little fucking crazy brains and bodies and teaching them shit and trying to accept things and not worry so much. And your kids are going to be what they're going to be, you know? Okay. Actually, I I do have an answer. And this might be be a cop-out, but I still think it's legitimate. Is I think I wish that I would have had my kids be involved in more 
different sports as far as when and it i mean the kids growing up today is a completely different thing from how we grew up and only one of my kids played baseball has ever played baseball and i i would have loved to have my kids have a little bit more exposure to every sport growing up and you know having played baseball and this and that and they've gotten little pieces and tastes of different things like they took a golf class for six weeks or whatever but they haven't had the exposure to sports the same way that i did and i i kind of wish that they would have yeah i mean my oldest he was not going to like sports no matter what i did um and you know i i remember very early on signing him up for like an introduction to introduction to soccer and it was every saturday for five or six weeks and he just did not want to go and when he was there he was not aggressive on the ball at all and, and that's and that's part of me like in the car is like hey you should have been more aggressive on the ball and you should have gone after it you're just kind of like on the outskirts hoping the ball didn't come to you <laughs> you know one of those situations and i don't know if if i had said like hey you did a great job da 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 you know if that would have changed his motivation towards sports, but he just does not want anything to do with sports. And I have to accept that. Loves band, loves academics, loves drama, and I just have to accept those things. Now, my youngest one wants to do golf and gymnastics, and he's playing baseball right now. Doesn't want to, you know, knows what he doesn't, what he does not want to do. Doesn't want to play soccer, sure. doesn't want to play baseball or uh, basketball. We tried doing a little bit of track. Nope. Three or four weeks in the track. I, it was like dragging him, kicking and screaming. And I'm like, you know, the missus and I were like, well, why why continue to subject him to these two-hour track practices when he doesn't even want to go? He hates it. But he knows what he wants to do. He knows what he likes. Um, is he great at it? No. I think he'll be good at gymnastics, and I think he'll be good at golf, baseball. He's not that good, but he likes it. He enjoys it. He enjoys the team camaraderie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, what I mean, you kind of like compared it to my answer. I mean, what about your own answer? Yeah, it's be, spending more time and not having my face. Okay, so in, it was it was just device. that part. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, that and 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 accepting who they are. Early on, because early on, I mean, okay, you know, my kids like dressing up in fucking dresses and wigs and high heels, and I remember my mother-in-law bringing them each like a purse with shit in there, and I remember my missus's brother telling me the same exact thing, that that his mom gave them like a purse, and it's like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you give them a purse? It's harmless at two or three years old. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's fun for them to dig through and snap and zipper and, you know, just pack shit in there, stuffed animals and fucking bags of Cheerios and shit like that. Uh, but, it, you know, it was my masculine side was, oh, I don't want my kid to be playing with a purse. What the fuck is wrong with you? But just accept it. Who the fuck cares? If they're gay, they're gay. If they're not gay, they're not going to be gay. It's, you know, it's... No, I no, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Okay. okay, and so right. we have 
you, you said you weren't going to mention it, so I'm assuming you got nothing for, for the other thing. No. Okay, so. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie, and I think I like it. All right, so I, I could not decide what I wanted to do. And I gave friend of show TJ, also known as Lawn Chair, three choices. And this is the one that he chose. All right? Mm-hmm. So, Lauren Holly plays jazz in this week's film. She plays Darian Smalls in 1996's Beautiful Girls. Matt Dillon plays Tommy Rowland in that film. He plays Dallas in the 1983 film The Outsiders, the film we've done. Yes. William Smith, you know who he is? No. He plays the store clerk in that film? Doesn't help. Okay, he plays the Russian commando leader in Red Dawn. Okay. Okay. He plays the title character's father in this 1982 film. No clue. This, this is the film from our very first podcast that spawned a thousand clips. And let me guess, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, correct. You have not seen it. That doesn't narrow it down. Um, okay, well, I asked you, I said, ask me this question. In our very first podcast, I said, Matt, ask me this question. What is best in life? And you were supposed to Oh, Conan to tell- the Barbarian? Yes. So we're doing Conan next week? Yes. <sighs> Glad I didn't watch the other one. I was planning on watching. Um, <laughs> it's, I watched it. I'm all done because I'm leaving Thursday morning and I'll be gone all weekend. So you're gonna you're gonna have to watch this movie soon because you're gonna get a clip dump. Okay, so so when are we doing this podcast? Probably Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. Okay, okay. So Conan, wow, it's uh, so good, dude. I watched it. It's I it, it used to be in my top ten. It may have made it into my top five. Yeah, I, and and maybe that's a question for next week. What is your top five? Because I I was actually thinking about that because. We've done two of my top five or ten. Okay. And if I had to come up with my other three, I probably could. But that would be kind of dicey. And all of them are eligible for this podcast. Yeah, only one is not eligible for this podcast. And that would be Saving Private Ryan. Okay, so we'll end up just in RCH shy of three bills so go ahead and take us home hey thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate it come and join us next week for conan the barbarian with arnold schwarzenegger uh we appreciate you listening if you want to reach out that's kind of rusty it's been two weeks can you spell schwarzenegger schwarzenegger uh (laughs) tz r three seventy two Easy T, that's all you need to know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> find us on Facebook at Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug. Matt does all the work on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, or if you want to send us an email, we will read any email, whether it's good, bad, ugly, at BetamaxRewind at Yahoo.com. We really appreciate you being here and taking the time. If you want to do something fun or special for the podcast, tell a friend. That's, that's the best compliment that we can get. Right, is Conan available streaming anywhere? No. Of course it's not. not. 
Okay, any last thoughts? Uh, just when I thought it was out. Bye. Bye.